Bet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas. It's Barry on Deck, hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian Barry Laminat, starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Barry on deck. I am your host, Barry Lavinac, of the Close Ones. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Monday. No, yeah, Monday, January 8th, 2024. 2024! Already. This is episode number 736 of Barry on Deck. Boy, it was pulling teeth to get this some bitch fired up. Uh, I'm glad, you know, a lot of times I don't feel like you guys or my wife believe me when I, when I say I have all these problems. Uh, so I'm glad the wife was home today to see it. It's the damnedest thing. It's like the devil don't want me to win. I don't get it. Um, (laughs) as you know, I live in a neighborhood where if I fart or sneeze or cough, then uh, it uh, it blows out the interwebs. Well, um, it's been windy out. And halfway through making slides and, and content for the show, just stopped working. Of course, it was just my machine this time. Couldn't, couldn't get on Canva, couldn't do shit. But my wife was in there watching Power. I don't know why she starts watching Power this late in the game. Uh, but yeah, she's just in there watching power and, uh, nothing in here was working. Had to reboot this, reboot the router. Finally got it up and running. Hence the lateness. She came in. She was like, what's happening? I was like, I don't know. Look, it just shit ain't working. She's like, or my curd, but we back, we did it. We made it. We here. Um, what? Hold on. What? Let's see. What is the, what? Uh, Oh, there, there, there we go. Oh, 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 99. I need 99 to work. 99, give me sound, please. Thank you, sir. Uh, apparently, we've got a hype train going, which is dope. Let's get that fired off. we got a ton of stuff to get to, and I'm not going to lie to you. It's so loud. I'm not going to lie to you. I was this close to not doing a show today. I was. Um, I took my lovely wife, uh, out to the hill country this week and was, uh, we just did a getaway, you know, and, uh, didn't think I'd be able to do a vacay. So I was like, you know what, let's just do a getaway and, uh, spend some time together. So we went out and I'm going to get into that in more detail, but she took off today from work to destroy Christmas is how I'll put it. She actually had to put up the uh, Christmas decorations. She takes it all down. She didn't like it up for too long, so she takes it all down. So, um, 
Yeah, stay home to do that. And I was quite frankly like, mm, uh, how about I just take the day off too? But then I was like, nah, there's too much shit to talk about. We got it. We got NFL Week 18 to recap. Texans in the playoffs, not just in the playoffs, division winners. Got to talk about that. College football national championship is tonight. Got to talk about that. Fantasy football champions for Barry on Deck have all been decided. Got to talk about that. Barry on Deck Pick'em has been decided. Got to talk about that. Jenny, is mom going to be able to join us? Got to do that. So I was like, let's do it. Let's let me just not take the day off and, you know, spend it with the wifey. Uh, I'm here for you guys. You guys. So let's do it, man. By the way, cheers, deckheads. Thank you for the hype train. Dope-ass little hype train to get the show rolling. What? Let me say thanks to everybody that submitted for the hype train. Uh, Jared Taylor, thank you for resubscribing, sir. For 23 months. Peepin' Dubs, thank you for resubscribing for 22 months, sir. Thank you much. Appreciate it. Joe Pro! Thank you for the 303 bits that kicked off the hype train. Joel got in on it with 100 bitties. Thank you, my friend. Cece with 10 bitty bitties. And uh, Alec with the five bits said, which season of power is she on? I think she just, I think she's still in season one, maybe getting to season two. All I know is I walked in and there was people having sex on my TV. And I was like, what in the hell is you doing, baby? She was like, oh, I'm watching power. I was like, well. Okay, how come I'm just now finding out about this? This camera's crooked, by the way. Let me straighten this up a tad bit. There we go. It makes, I don't know why it don't look better, but whatever. So, yeah, she's uh, she's all into that. So, uh, by the way, let me see if I can get my vMix social to work. It was not working. Uh, should work now. Let's see. Fire it up. Let's go. View. Oh, come on, baby. Work for daddy. Continue to cite chat resize. All right. Somebody post something in chat. I don't care what. Just say hi. Hello. The number one, uh, an emoji. I don't give a shit. I just need to see it pop up on my screen. So I know I got my little chat messages that I can throw up as needed. There you go, Alec. Thank you, brother. All right. Cool. Thank you, CC. There we go. Uh, And then there it is. It works. It works. Alec, thank you, brother. Okay. <laughs> Alex Villanueva said, fuck the Rangers. So there you go. Damn it, I said the F word. But it, no, it was PH, so I'm good. See? I didn't say the F word. I just, I uh, I said it as the PH. Where'd it go? Okay, there it is. All right, let's get to it. Let's roll. Let's do this. What's up, Joe Pro? Said, hi, bitch. Hello, Joe Pro. Um, All right, we have a ton of stuff to get to. A ton of stuff. How many of you... Put a one in the chat if your team made the playoffs. One in the chat if your team made the playoffs. Huh? <laughs> yeah, baby! <laughs> Boom roasted. Um, Alan put a three. Alan, you know that's timeout worthy, right? Alan, no one said put a three in the chat for anything. And we, you've known this, Alan Denson. You're not allowed to go off script and do your own thing. The mods will time you out. That's the rules on this show. You don't just go off and do your own thing. If I ask for a three, then you put a three. Otherwise, you don't put the three. Jesus. Um. 
Oh, see, Potch got you. See, see, Alan. Heck you yeah! You can't be doing that, Potch. You can't be doing. You know the rules, Jim. Jim back in the building. Thank you for resubscribing for twenty three months. He won his own bet. Who? Who won his own bet? Like, hey y'all, bye, Alan. <laughs> By the way, Chris Ray has the greatest decade in history of the world for the next two and a half hours or so. Then it's just back to regular old ass uh, Christopher Reyes. He hates Christopher, but you know what? You get what you get. Alec, thank you for the four bits, buddy. Why did Baker do this to me? Hey, bro. Listen, fam. I ain't got time to be concerned about them little raggedy ass books. Them Texans boys is in the playoffs. Wore my battle red shirt for y'all today. What? Yeah, this is my battle red. Go Texans. I should put my hat on, huh? Do I still have? I'm like, do I still have a Texans hat? I think I do. Oh, shit. Drop my headphones. I think I ruined them. Got a, got a couple of different flavors here. Go with this old bad boy. What? Suck it, nerds. Now what? Looking all sexy like I want to look. Go with this one too. I don't know how that looks. Yeah, that one looks pretty, pretty dorky, pretty, pretty nerdy right there. That one's not a good look. Look like I'm about to ask you for directions to the to the Bass Pro Shop. I look like this hat. I look like my favorite holiday is January sixth. Like, hey, you know what? Missionary's a damn fine position. I'll tell you what, buddy. Yeah, I don't have any cool Texans hats, and that's okay. I'm not concerned about it. What brand is the white one? I don't know. Uh, NFL equipment. Yeah, it looks like it's NFL. NFL equipment by Reebok. It's an older hat. It's a it's a pretty old hat. It's back when damn that bitch is tall. Make my head look like I got an eight head in this bitch. Um, it's super old. It was back when truckers were in style, and then they went out of style, and then they came back in style. I know, bro. Ian, that's we're going to get to it, Ian. S calm down, Ian. Slow down, bro. We're going to get to all the matchups. Let's let's chill out, Ian. Let's chill out. Ian's out here announcing random ass. Oh, my God. Ian, don't let me get to shit. Ian comes in and is just like, hey, all these things happen. Yeah, I know, bro. Relax, we're going to get to all that. We're going to get to... Uh, that shirt makes you look yoked. <laughs> I wish. I'm just fat. I'm just fat. Alec, thank you for the three bids, buddy. Tyreek Hill making his return to KC. Stafford return to Detroit. McCarthy versus his old team. There's a ton of matchups. There's a ton of matchups. And we're going to get to all of them. I promise. No, I'm not swole. I'm fat. Okay? I'm just fat. Just fat. Um, Amy said, I want to hate, but, uh, the black coach and quarterback thing won't let me hate on the Texans. Okay. Hey, for whatever reason, you know, for, for whatever reason, for, for whatever, as long as you are on board with the greatness that is the Houston Texans, then, uh, then I'm good with that. All right. We have a ton of stuff to get to, but, but Hey, what up, AJB? I had to pause for the calls. Uh, uno momento, por favor, because... Uh, where is it? 
I got to go back in time for a moment, please, if you would allow me to. Um, I failed to thank some generous people over the last couple of weeks that sent me some thankful Thursdays. And y'all know damn well I can't allow that. I can't. I would feel like such an asshole. Jensen, uh, I picked the wrong day to come back. Oh, oh, we going to get to it, Miss Brown's fan. We going we gonna to talk about it this week for sure. Jen, we may have to put a little friendly wager. Ugh, I don't want to do that. Ugh. I have a feeling that the Texans are going to get their ass whooped by the Browns. But we're going to get it. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. Um, but I do want to say thank you to Donna and Sylvia. Uh, two weeks ago during Christmas, um, Donna sent a $10 Thankful Thursday. Uh, not Christmas, New Year's. and said Happy New Year's. And Sylvia did the same. Uh, sent a $5 Thankful Thursday. Happy BOD Thankful Thursday. Hope you're enjoying the holidays. Uh, and thank you for the Christmas card. And you're welcome, boo-boo. And I love you. And I appreciate you. And then uh, this past Thursday, which I didn't get to, got all wrapped up and shit. Uh, Donna sent a $10 thankful Thursday. PP Dubs sent a $7 thankful Thursday. And Sylvia sent a $5 thankful Thursday. Uh, and I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Thank you guys so much. And I know I missed a PayPal from Alex as well. Uh, and I wanted to say thank you to him uh, for the love and support as always. He uses PayPal. And I never open that some bitch like I'm supposed to. Uh, but he sent that on December 21st and said, yo, another year in the books. Always fun. Uh, let's grow it and let's get re- uh, let's get what? Let's get reformed 2024. I don't know what that means. Have a great Christmas and New Year. Pre- I appreciate you, Alex. I I felt bad for not thanking you when you sent it, but I do appreciate it. Uh, appreciate all of you guys supporting the show. So much love to you. Thanks for keeping us on air. Here we go. Let's get it. Don't forget, Jenny's mom going to join me at 3.15 today, as she does every single Monday. Uh, she joins the show. But without further ado, folks, without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, as we always do, let's start. Uh-oh, shoot. I forgot. <sighs> I have the slides. I just didn't download them yet. That's my fault, folks. I got you all excited. I got you. I got your, uh, I got y'all salivating, right? And that what it, yeah, didn't I? You don't, don't lie. You know, you were salivating for some cool ass headline slides. Okay. I screw this all up. Here we go. Let me, oh God. Oh, would you hurry? This PC is getting slow. It always happens. Stupid ass windows. I don't know why windows has to be so stupid, but it is. What is that noise? There's like a loud ass noise. What is this? Oh my God. What was that? Uh, oh, I know what that noise is. My wife was getting some ice out of the ice maker. That, that makes sense. That checks out. That checks out. Uh, all right, let's do some sports headlines. And then we'll get into some other stuff. Here we go. All right, here's your sports headlines for the day uh, before we get into the NFL, which we will hot and heavy, I promise. Here's just some old regular-ass sports headlines you need to know about. Draymond Green says that the NBA commissioner, the NBA commissioner is the one that talked him out of retiring after it went down when he punched Yusef Nurkic and went all crazy Draymond. 
Um, he decided he was going to retire. This is too much. And uh, Adam Silver said, no, don't do that. I can't let you do that. You're making a rash decision. Uh, won't allow it. Please don't leave yet. Let's discuss. And he said that uh, Draymond said it was nice to have a commissioner that actually cares about the players. So if you don't like Draymond and you were hoping he was going to go away, you could blame Adam Silver for talking him out of retirement, which does beg the question. It's like, look, you know he's a problem. You know he's got issues. On the one hand, I admire you as a commissioner for being like, don't make a hasty decision. But at the same time, if he comes back now and does not come back as a good citizen of the NBA and does it again and ends up punching another Euro, because we did, we did, we discovered on this show, and I will take full credit for this, we discovered on this very show that Draymond hates Euros, okay? Draymond hates Euros. We knew that. We figured it out. We cracked the code and broke the news. He's only ever beat up Euros. That's a fact. Go look it up. Go look it up. See, some of you wanted to say white people. That's not true. Rudy Gobert. So it's Euros. It's all Euros. He hates them. But I honestly, and all jokes aside, if he does do it again, Adam Silver's on the hook now because uh, you could have let him walk away from the NBA and not, you know what I mean? Not my problem no more, but nope. You talked him into staying and now that's on you. Hey, speaking of, so um, the Golden State Warriors are going to get him back soon. And speaking of that, Chris Paul fractured hand out four to six weeks. Yeah, crazy, right? Who would have thunk that Chris Paul would have got hurt? What? Do my ears deceive me? I don't believe you. He's hurt. No way. Yeah. Once again, so Chris Paul, <laughs> you dab said that ain't news to Rockets fans or or Clippers fans or Thunder fans or Suns fans or basketball fans or fans of injuries. Not news at all. If you're a fan of injury, by the way, that's terrible. Don't do that. Yeah, Chris Paul out four to six weeks. I, I was reading an article about him, and apparently he's had like, Four surgeries on his left hand and or, or missed or had like four injuries and, and on his left and six on his right or something like that. Something crazy regarding injuries and surgeries to each of his hands. I'm like, bro, that's wild. You should just get you hooks like a pirate. You got to worry about You know what I mean? You can't hurt a hook. It'd be weird though when he goes to dribble. And it's just stuck on his hook. He's like, my bad, guys. But at least you're not missing games because of, of the hurt hands. So uh, there you go. There's my solution for Chris Paul and the Warriors. Um, what up, Terrence? Good to see you, buddy. Don't think of it as Euros, Hugh Dad. Think of it as Greek cabrito taco. Okay. I don't even know what that means, but okay. Uh, Dodgers signed Teoscar Hernandez to a one-year $23.5 million deal. Dodgers just going nuts, man. Dodgers just spending like crazy. You know, they bring in Shohei Otani. They bring in uh, uh, Whistle Britches from Japan and pay him an exorbitant amount of like $230 million. Oh, I forget his name. They bring in Teoscar Hernandez. Good bat, silver slugger. Uh, tons of, of incentives. But the craziest thing about this contract, just like they did with Shohei Otani, 
a lot of the money is deferred. So look, Dodgers going all in and saying, we're going to go for it and try to win a World Series for Shohei. We're going to, yeah, exactly, to be paid out in 3024 wouldn't it be crazy if it was like, we're going to pay you out over, oh, let's see, you're getting 23, 20, so you're getting 24 million. We're going to pay you out over 12 years. You get 2 million a year for, for the next 12 years. It'd be crazy. But nah, he's going to take his 23 million. And I didn't see, let's see if Spot Track has it. Uh, Because, yeah, Teoscar Hernandez. Uh-oh. NFL, there we go. Teams, contracts. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, I wanted M- uh, MLB, not NFL. MLB, there we go. Doyers. Lo- yours, do- Doyers. Uh, Mookie Betts. Teoscar Hernandez, there we go. Let's click on him. I guess I could show you guys. Stop hogging it. Let you guys see as well. This is a visual show after all. There you go. Here is Teoscar. Uh-oh. That don't look right. Why is this all messed up? What the, what the heck is wrong with this scene? What's going on here? Hmm. That don't that don't seem right. Oh. Oh, that's that's not good. Hi. Remember me? Uh yeah, that's weird. What's up with the Oh, I remember now. I remember. Oh, oh boy. That's not it at all. That's not it. Oh, my God. What's happening? <laughs> I'll do the best I can do right now under the circumstances. Here we go. Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, 23 milli. Let's see. Oh, look at that. Look at that. That's how it breaks down right there. Uh, upcoming deferred contract. Wow. The Dodgers are insane, man. The Dodgers are crazy people. Why are they doing this? They're just, so they deferred. He's getting 850 K through 2039. That is so stupid. I mean, it's smart. But my goodness, that's that's just crazy. Twenty three million adjusted salary, fifteen million yearly cash, fifteen million. So he's going to make fifteen million this year, and then what? One, two, three. Oh, it doesn't even kick in until twenty thirty. Oh wow! And how many years is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So 8.5 million of it starts in 2030 and they pay it off in 2039. That's just crazy. I mean, this is at this point you feel like, and I'm not suggesting it. I'm not saying you need to. I'm just saying at this point, you kind of feel like baseball might have to step in and be like, Hey, okay, guys, you're gaming the system in a really crazy, weird way. I mean, we all know the story of Bobby Bonilla, so this is not something new. Deferred money has been around. I think Bagwell had deferred a bunch of money at one point. But this just seems uh, icky, if, 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 if I can, you know, for lack of a better word. This just seems icky, the way they're doing this. It's like, come on, man. 
This is a little too much. Right? What's that noise? I don't know what this noise is. Oh, that's the vacuum. I'm like, what? There's so many noises going on in this house. It's because my wife is home. I cannot believe MLB is screwing future owners. That's a good way to put it. By the way, sorry, uh, my condolences for getting the Rona, brother. Uh, but good to see you in the in the chatty chat. Stephen, the weather guy, said it all seems fishy. It really does. It really does. He said Dodgers is not going to win World Series. Not going to happen. I don't know. That amount of money gives little league right fielder hope for the future. Dodgers spending like I did in my 20s. My 30s were a mess. That's a great way to put it, Joe Pro. The Dodgers are the opposite of how you should manage money. I mean, just the opposite. And uh, all these years, the Yankees been paying up front. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, could be. Average value should be on your cap and taxes paid now, regardless of when you pay a player. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what baseball should do. It just feels icky to me. That's all I'm going to say. It don't feel right. It don't feel right. Um, so there you go. There's your, that's the, that's your, uh, sports headline. Oh, well, we got one more. Falcons. Arthur Smith was upset after the saints overruled Dennis Allen in the final play of their game. If you didn't hear about this, it got wild and woolly, uh, in the Atlanta, new Orleans game. And, um, I immediately thought of Aaron J. Bryant, Mr. AJB and, uh, Amos. And Perry. And I was like, oh, is there going to be some dissent in the chat? I don't, I don't think AJB really cares, to be honest with you. What? Homer Astros fan. Thank you for the 100 bids, buddy. Oh, I don't know why that didn't fire off. There we go. Um, I got to tell her she can't vacuum when I'm on the air. Can y'all hear the hissing when I talk a little bit? No. Is it? Is it okay? I don't want there to be hissing as I'm talking. That's that ruins the show. Okay. There's my sweet, sweet Donna showing up. Donna, if you missed it, but I, I thanked you for your thankful Thursdays last week and the week before. Thank you, boo boy. I love you. Uh, Hugh Dab, that helped me cash. Had Jamal Williams. Oh, no, you did not. No, you did not. Did you really? Had Jamal Williams to score a touchdown, 85 bucks. Nice. Nice. Oh, thank you, Chris. So you can't hear the hissing from the vacuum? Good. Um, Yeah, so if you didn't hear about this or know what was going on, towards the end of the, well, at the end of the game, um, the, the, the Saints are up bigly, bigly. Was it 30-something to... 13. What was the what was the final score of that game? Let's pull that up. NFL scores. Um, it was yeah. So it was forty one seventeen. Don't do it, Barry. Wife will pull the plug on the show today. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was forty one seventeen at, at at the very end of the Saints Falcons game. And mind you, these two teams hate each other. These fan bases hate each other. Um, it's a big rivalry. And uh, the Saints intercept a ball, run it down to the one-yard line, and Dennis Allen asks 
that they just go in victory formation and kneel on the ball uh, and, and just game over, right? Well, his mistake was he put Mr. Crab Legs, Mr. Eaton Dubs, Jameis Winston in the game, and Jameis and the boys go in and decide to overrule Dennis Allen and that they're just going to run whatever play they feel like. And it was all about they wanted to get a touchdown for their mans. Um, Jamal Williams didn't have a touchdown all year, and they made the point that, hey, look, man, Jamal Williams last year led Buffalo or led Detroit with 17 touchdowns. He didn't have any this year. So they wanted to get him a touchdown. Now, never mind the fact that he only had his most in a year was four in Green Bay, his rookie season since then. But he had 17 in Detroit last year, so they were like, let's get him. Let's get him a titty. Let's get him a titty. So they wanted to get him a touchdown. So they run a play. Instead of kneeling down, they run a play and get the man's his touchdown. Um, and it infuriated Arthur Smith, head coach of the Falcons. Now, the funny thing is, in this article that I read about what went on, it was said that there were even Falcons players at the line. As they all came to the line for this final play, they're like, hey, are you guys going to kneel down? Because, you know, when you're not, when you're in victory formation, you can tell that they're not going to really run a play. So apparently there were some Falcons players at the line. They're like, say, are you guys going to, are you guys going to kneel down? Nothing was said. They ran the play. Jamal Williams scores. Touchdown. Saints win 48-17. Arthur Smith is pissed. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Ryan? Good to see you, pimp. Long time no see you, man. Hope you're doing well. Mike Evans can go fuck himself. Cost me a big bet at the week. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You guys are nuts uh, betting on week 18 football. I'll tell you that much. You're brave and crazy. I wouldn't do it. No way, Jose or Ryan. I wouldn't do it. Um, so, yeah, so Arthur Smith was pissed as as per the, uh, the headline there. He's pissed. He runs out at the handshake, and he basically scolds um, Dennis Allen. Hey, hey, that was not okay. That was not okay. What the, what the bleep are you doing, man? What the bleep are you doing? And, uh, like I said, Dennis Allen goes and, 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 and says, like, I told him like, I didn't, I didn't make that call. I didn't make that call. <laughs> Catfish, Arthur Smith. You can beat me 41-17, but not 48-17. So yeah, it 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 was a it was a bad look for everybody, I think. If you want my opinion, some people are defending Jameis Winston in the chat. Hey, put some respect on Jameis Winston. I hate to admit it, he did the right thing. Everybody's saying this. Some people are saying Donna said it was a bad look for Arthur Smith. Um, some people think it was a bad look on Dennis Allen. <laughs> Ryan said, Barry, I would bet on two flies racing up the wall. <laughs> that is an addiction. My friend, you need to get counseling. Um, I, here's the thing. I think everybody comes out looking bad in this. 
Shannon Sharp said Jameis Winston should be cut today. Right now. ASAP. Unk. Unk is out here saying he should be cut. Here's why it looks bad for everybody. All right. Dennis Allen is the head coach and the leader of the New Orleans Saints. If he says, nope, we're not running to play, take a knee, everybody should take a knee. That's it. Everybody should take a knee. He's the head coach. Okay? Now, I understand what Jameis Winston was doing. I do. I I understand that he was... And, and his team in the huddle was trying to do something uh, for, for Jamal Williams to get him a touchdown on the year. I get that, but at the same time, it's a bad look. It's a bad look for Jameis Winston. It's a bad look for everybody on the field that was out there at the time because you basically and defiantly went against your head coach's wishes. It's, a, it, it's what amounts to a mutiny. It's a good mutiny, you know, in a way. It's a feel-good mutiny. But at the end of the day, it's still a bad look. You shouldn't be doing that. If your head coach says, no, we're not going to disrespect this other team. I'm sorry Jamal Williams didn't get a touchdown. No way. So, um, and yeah, because look, it is disrespectful. It is disrespectful to run up the score like that, in my opinion. And now there's always the old school of Jerome's here. Be like, well, you just stop him. You got to stop him. Just stop him. It's a one-yard line. And to his point and credit, Jameis Winston was like, what's the difference, man? It's the one-yard line. If they would have scored on the interception, would they have been mad? So what's the difference that we scored on the next play running the ball? I get all that. (laughs) To me, um... Dennis Allen looks like he doesn't have control of his team. He looks bad. Can't control his players. They're doing what they want to do. Jameis Winston looks bad, and so does the entire team, although he's going to be the leader and take the blame for it. Uh, But they look bad for going against the coach's wishes when they specifically said, can we run a play for a touchdown? He said, no, we're going to run the victory formation. And they didn't do it. They changed the play in the huddle. Now, this is not one of those moments where Tony Dungy calls a run play and and Peyton Manning sees a opportunity for a pass play and changes the play in the middle of a game. That's not what this is. This is Dennis Allen not wanting to disrespect the Falcons. But the teams and, and and Jameis Winston disrespecting him and going against it, going against his wishes. So Dennis Allen looks bad because he doesn't have control of his team. Jameis Winston at all looked bad because they ignored their coach and did what they wanted to. And then I think Arthur Smith looked bad because he walked over and he was really vocal and looked like a crybaby. Hey, what the bleep was that, man? You could see him. You could clearly see him going, what the bleep was that? I think if you want to do that, you walk over, you shake his hand, you pull him real tight, and you go, hey, what the f- was that, man? Yeah. When you know what the f- was that? You know my job is on the line, bitch. Like, that's that's one way to handle it. But to be so outwardly angry about it is a bad look on Arthur Smith. You're Now you just look like a crybaby because you know you're going to get fired. And I promise you, 
41 to 17 versus 48 to 17 was not making the difference between Arthur Smith losing his job the day or not. Okay. So I just think everybody looks bad. Dennis Allen looks bad. Jameis Winston looks bad. Arthur Smith looks bad. This is a, a no win situation all the way around. Uh, Amos said, who the F does victory formation on the one yard line anyways? Oh, it's been done. It's been done. Teams have had opportunities to score in the past. It's been done. It's been done. It was 11 guys that collectively agreed. Yeah, and not a good look. And their 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 quarterback is the one that allowed it to happen. Yeah, but you know what, Perry? I'm sorry. The job of a quarterback is to call a play and run the play. And if you're in the huddle and everybody's like, let's get Jamal a touchdown, you can be like, bro, guys, I agree with you, but I'm not going to disrespect coach. You know what I mean? I'm not going to do that. I'm the quarterback. I call the plays. Coach wanted victory formation. You know, Jameis had to look still at his play sheet. He's like, uh, what what number is V? How do you, guys, do, how do you spell V? But no, seriously, you, 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 um, you got to be the bigger person. And you're the leader of the team. You're the leader in the huddle. The ultimate final decision of to run that play rests upon Jameis Winston's shoulders. And he was the one that was the most vocal about it afterwards. So he's going to bear the brunt of the blame as he should. I like how Saints fans want to let Winston off the hook, but are dogging Dennis Allen. You're like, ah, Dennis Allen sucks. We don't like him. (laughs) Thank you, Joe, bro. It wasn't Jameis's fault. It was all 11 guys. I think if you look at this objectively, not as a fan of the Saints or a Dennis Allen hater or a Jameis Winston hater or a Jameis Winston fan or a Dennis Allen fan, but I think if you just look at it objectively and really you know, have a, some thought process around it, you can see that everybody should be blamed for this. Everybody has some egg on their face. Everybody looks bad, as I said. Everybody looked bad in this one play. Everybody. Everybody. So. Uh, Blast, you said you play the game until the clock says zero. Mm, no. No. I disagree. I'm not one of those guys that says... Oh, well, stop it. If you can't stop it, I mean, it's the one-yard line, first of all. You're up 41 to 17. There's absolutely no reason, none whatsoever, to run that play. None. The only thing, the only way to excuse it would be to let them know, hey, we're going to get our guy a touchdown. Uh, you can stop it if you want, but we're going to run the ball. We want Jamal to get a touchdown. Because at the line, they asked, are you guys going to kneel? Why not just say no? We're going we're gonna to see if Jamal can get a touchdown. Cool, thanks. At least they know. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, is, you could have, I, I think, at least you go up and go, are you going to kneel? No. Mm-mm. I'm going to get Jamal this touchdown. Oh, no, you're not. 
You know what I mean? Like, give them a chance. And if they get it, at least they knew it was coming. Doesn't look as bad. But to not say anything, kind of chicken shit. Because they, they, they specifically asked, hey, man, are you guys going to kneel down or not? Because they don't want to get hurt either if you're just kind of relaxing off the ball and all of a sudden you just get plowed over by an O-lineman. It was Bush League, as Clarence so eloquently put. It was a Bush League call. It was a Bush League thing to do. It's chicken shit. And no, you don't need to run that play. You just don't. It goes until the clock says zero. Nah. Nah. I don't always agree with that. I mean, there was a Grambling beat like some, our sister of the poor, the Grambling ladies basketball team beat some, let me see if I can find it. Grambling ladies basketball. They beat some team like 84 to 12. Uh, here we go. This is on BET Sports. Oh, here we go. This was January 2nd. Let me see here. Uh, Grambling women's basketball. Here we go. Oh, I'm going to show you because I know you guys. Hey, what Hi, the heck? Tony the Handsome. Take that slander with you. <laughs> Catfish. <laughs> Catfish out here shooting shots. Bye, Tony. Here you go. Here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Grambling, uh, oh God, now this is messed up again. Come on, fam, what are we doing here? Let me see, reset. Cool. What in the frick? There we go. Hey, okay. Okay, we'll get we got that. We can get rid of that little thingy and move that thingy over, and there she blows. All right, looks good. Grambling beat College of Biblical Studies 159 to 18. Now, 159 to 18. <laughs> Clarence, they beat the Jesus out of them. Black Sheep. Are you really going to sit here and and still say, hey, you just got to play until the clock says zeros? Bro, it's 159 to 18. At one point, it was probably 140 to 18. Like, that is... I want to see a box score. I want to see the box. Like, what was it at half? Uh, it says Grambling was just as dominant. Oh, here we go. The Lady Tigers jumped out to a 34 to nothing lead, not allowing their opponents first points until 214 of the opening quarter. They closed that period on a 12-4 run. This then scored the first 12 points of the second quarter en route to an 82 to 10 halftime lead. 82 to 10. 
Grambling was just as dominant in the second, allowing three points in the third quarter. College of Biblical Studies' lone field goal of the period came with 104 to play. They had five in the fourth. Visitors committed 57 turnovers and shot just 18%. College of Biblical Studies is based in Houston and plays in the southwest region of Division II National Christian College Athletic Association. Not anymore. They probably got relegated to Salukis or some shit. Previous record for margin of victory was 2018 when Savannah State beat Wesley in Georgia 155-26. to So, no. Don't give me that horse shit black sheep. Well, well, you play until the final buzzer. That's just ridiculous. That's just not okay. Beating somebody 159-18, to you're up 80, what did I say, 80, 84-10 to at the half? 82-10? to Come on, fam. That's not okay. 82 to 10 at the half. So don't, don't give me that. Well, you got to it. look and I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's professionals and all that, but there's something to be said for some decorum and some respect for your opponents with one second left. This is not like it was 24 to 10 with one second left. This is not, you know, whatever. This is 41 to 17. What are you running the ball for? Um, Chris from Sam Houston said, Barry, remember when Rudy worked his butt off, got in the game, made some plays, and everyone went nuts, and they made a movie about it? I think the Saints players did sort of the same thing. No, this is not the same thing. Don't don't compare Rudy to Jamal Williams and the Saints. Get, get out of here, Chris. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Terry said it's a rivalry. Bleep the Falcons. Okay. I just... I don't know. I... You know what would be interesting right now? All the all the Saints fans in the chat are bleep the Falcons, bleep the Falcons, bleep the Falcons. You know what would be interesting is if the tables were turned, if the script was flipped, how many of you Saints fans, how many of you would be like, well, it was okay. We deserved it. We deserved it. Y'all be pissed. You'd be so mad. That was unnecessary. That, that, that was unnecessary. They didn't need to do that. They didn't need to do that. See, see, this is why we hate the Falcons. No class. Low class, no class. They didn't need to do that. They didn't need to do that. They had a one. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So. Ah. Yeah, of course you guys would all, all of them are like, I would still be like, bleep the Falcons. Well. Well. I'm sure you would, but you'd be pissed that they did it to you. So you might, so so to say you, that it was okay. It's only okay if you think it would be okay if it happened to you as well, or your team as well. If you're, the College of Biblical Studies and not Grambling. You go with that? No, you're not. I promise you, you're not. Not as fans of a team. No, you're not. 
And most of y'all are diehard. Uh, it literally happened, Truman. Check OC human you're a tweet. Oh, did it? And? And what did people have to say about it? You were probably pissed. So it's not what's good for the goose is good for the gander. No. It's show some class. That was a whole different time and era and team. I don't know. Just we're going to agree to disagree on this. Okay. I'm not for it. I don't agree with it. And I don't think it's okay. I think everybody looks bad, like I said. And that's the problem. I think everybody looks bad in doing that. Bird. Not going to convince me otherwise. It's a bad look. Bad look for a lot of people. So. um, But hey, congratulations, uh, Saints fans. Congratulations. You uh, beat the Falcons. Let me check if that got them in the playoffs. Nope. Welp. <laughs> hey, what's up, Eric? Claire said, uh, you are a fool to think we Saints fans have class. Please. We showed titties on national television during a college football playoff game. And he's got a point. He's got a point. NBC had to come out and apologize. We're sorry that there was an accidental boob on one of our broadcasts. Which was ridiculous. You're in New Orleans. You know you can't be walking down the street. Hey, it's Bourbon Street. Let's go live to Bourbon Street. You're liable to see a sex act, someone taking a shit, someone throwing up, random titties. Like, what what you you know what you don't do? Go live on Bourbon Street, especially without a delay. You know, go, I mean, at the at the very least, someone's running up to the camera and cursing at it. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> Send me the link. Uh, you don't know how petty the Saints-Falcons rivalry is, do you? The playoffs don't matter when it comes to them. Yeah, no, I get it. I understand how how petty. I understand how much you guys don't like each other. I do. By the way, it wasn't a great titty. For those of you in the chat that are like, show me the titty. I want to see the titty. No, you don't really want to see it. It looked like you ever get a, you ever get an orange in your Christmas stocking or a grapefruit? It looked like that, but with a cookie monster's eye on it. It was, I mean, it was, it was she had cross-eyed titties, it looked like. Yeah. And when, because when she pulled her shirt down, she had to pull it down to her belt to expose the titty. It was that low. It was not, this was not one of those poop, poop. She had to like pull it down and untuck it from her jeans and pull it out. You don't want to see it. Uh, you don't want to see it. Yeah, my titties are way better. I agree with Steven on that one. 100%. Your dad said, Dan, that sounds like my sister. <laughs> it was a long, it was a lot. That was right. It was a long titty. It was a very long titty. Long titty. Uh, Perry said, not trying to convince you, and it wasn't about the playoffs. We just hate the Falcons. They hate us. Uh, both fan bases understood the assignment. We already knew we sucked and probably didn't deserve. Okay. 
I get it. <clears throat> I'm just saying. Everybody looked bad in the situation. Everybody. So I'll, I'll end on that. I know you didn't want to see the titty. Now, um, so we're going to get to, it is, it is Black Monday. That's not me being racist. Okay. That's not what that means. It's like, what? So does this mean we don't get Black History Month anymore? We just get Black Monday? All we get now is a Black Friday and a Black Monday. No, it's just firing day in the NFL. That's what that means. Okay. Get all. How come there's no white Monday? Stop it. Stop it, white guys. And stop it, black guys. Uh, oh, the axe always drops the day after the season ends. Yes, it always does. Sometimes hours after the season ends. Uh, so we're going to get to all the hirings and firings and we'll check. Uh, we'll check on, uh, if there's been any updates and then, and then, uh, we will get into, uh, fantasy and week, uh, 18 results and, um, NFL, a lot more NFL. We got to talk Texans and Colts. Got to talk that final play. You agree with saying Shane Steichen? Do you think? They should have left Jonathan Taylor in. Was that the right call? We'll get into all that. We'll get into all that. So, uh, Arthur Smith got that can at like 1201. Bro, he got that can at like, he was probably in his, in his, at his locker. He might've been like on the plane. I don't know. It happened pretty quick. I'm sure it happened pretty quick. Till Dallas said, so I was right about chargers. Okay. You don't, I mean, if you're right once out of 50 times, you don't get to brag about that total Dallas. That, that no one cares about that. No one cares you were right one time. Hey, you know what? I was right. I said, I, guys, I'm the one that said that the sun was going to come up. <laughs> Look how smart I am. No, that doesn't. You don't get to brag about that. Okay. That's not how that works. What I get to brag about is coming up next. Joining me on the program uh, is a, is a lovely, wonderful woman. I got to fix her camera though. It's kind of messed up no it's not you mom it's not you don't don't touch a thing i just have new slides that i gotta get uh figured out here so you don't need to you don't need to do anything i'm gonna handle this uh let's see um okay that's weird i just gotta center this up and we're good to go okay so don't don't uh don't touch that dial here we go Okay, this is not working. I swear to God, I hate technology. All right, here we go. Now it's working. Join me on the program, as she does every single Monday. Well, most Mondays. Uh, she is the biggest Rockets fan, the biggest Texans fan, the biggest Astros fan. And she also hates the University of Houston. Join me on the program. Jenny Williams, everybody. Jenny is oh, How are you? Fine. Don't you diss my Texas. Oh, I mean, yeah. my U of H Cougars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The 14-0 undefeated Cougars. Nah, you talk a good game, but you know you hate them. You do. You hate them. <laughs> I know how it goes. She's a fraud, I, guys. You got a different thing here. I'm in one little frame, and you're in another frame. and Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. How about I'm, that? I'm trying to step it up a little bit. I'm telling you, you know, making moves, Jenny, making moves, Jenny. 
I want to tell you that I agree with you about that with New Orleans and Atlanta. You know, of course, that kind I'm of, right. I'm well, right. that kind of stuff has a way of coming back and biting you in the butt too. Well, you know, karma. Uh, yeah, but they were the Saints fans were bringing up the point that OCU Minora had tweeted out that this had happened in reverse, where the Falcons did it to the Saints, and now the Saints are doing it to the Falcons. Did it to the Falcons. And here's the deal, though. To me, what's different about it, Mom, is that if the Falcons, when they did it to the Saints, and I don't know what OCU Minora was looking at. I guess I got a OCU. Oh my God, I can't even spell his name. Minora. Oh my God. That's not even close. Can you spell it? Jesus. No, I can't. You that, Mom, I can't even spell there, there, and there. You think I can spell OCU Minora? Oh, no. Uh, let's see. Victory formation. Good point. Uh, but why did the Falcons D lineman fire off the ball? I was a D lineman. We don't fire off the ball when the offense is in victory formation. Yeah. And the, the, that's a great point. And the reason is they asked them, are you guys going to run a final play? And the saints didn't respond. So yes, I would have fired off the ball too. Cause I've been like, Oh, that's sus. Cause they'd have been like, nah, 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 we're good. We're going to, we're done. And then We're everybody can relax. Day. What you can't yeah. do is if you ask that question and don't get a no or a yes, you got to be ready because you don't want to get trucked on the mm -hmm. final play. So it was no. kind of chicken shit. And I think that had this happened in reverse, obviously I think that, it, that, that fan base, the Saints would be upset. And had it happened in the past where the Falcons did it to the Saints, I'm willing to bet you that it was a call from a coach, not – overriding the coach's wishes to take a knee and not run a final play. So oh, yeah. I just yeah. think it looks bad in that regard, too. Well, I love the Saints, but, you know, I don't know if that was a good thing to do or not. But anyway, uh, I mean, I watched a lot of football this weekend. And you notice I didn't I didn't text you and say, have you seen the game? <laughs> yes. I mean, when you could have it, I would have told you no. Do you know when I finally watched the Texans game? When? Yesterday at about 4.45. No. And oh mother, my. amazingly enough, never saw it, didn't know who had won. How did you get by without finding out who won? So, Nora and I. radio uh, off in the No, car? Nora and I went to, I took Nora to uh, to the Hill Country for the weekend. We had a little, oh, little getaway. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, and I didn't take my laptop. I didn't do any work. And I basically Good. just didn't get on social media. I mean, I just stayed off my phone and spent Good. time with my wife the whole weekend hanging out with Aren't her. Aren't you a good husband? Well, you know. Um, oh, my good. God, Mother, we had the best time. You and Paul have to go do this. If you love wine, okay? Ooh, I you, do. You have got to go out and see my boy Francisco. He works at the William Chris Vineyard in high Texas, which is between Johnson City and Fredericksburg, right off of Oh, Sermani. I've been to Johnson City and Fredericksburg. I and love that. This yeah. vineyard is the is number sixty in the world. It is ranked really? number sixty in the world, the William Chris Vineyards are. I know that um uh, well I'll get you connected with Francisco. You gotta do this. And this he had an open invitation for the deckheads as well. If any of you guys are into wine or you want to do like your boy did Maybe take your significant other out there for the weekend as a getaway. Oh, my God. Mom, it was so much fun. 
We got these, um, we had ended up renting what is called a yurt. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, I've a seen yurt. those. They're yeah. just like a little a little tent out in the middle of nowhere. It's like a teepee or a, yes. yeah, but or, or an igloo. But it was just like this round thing. And it has a, um, a, um, a skylight. So you can see, and it's in the middle of nowhere. It was dark, so you could lay in bed and look up and, and see, see the stars. stars. And it was, it was, oh, it was, we would love that. It was awesome. It was so much oh fun. There gosh. was only four on this property, right? So it was a property. They only had four yurts, so it wasn't crazy loud. And it was just couples. That's all it was. And we had so much fun. And, and Francisco with, he works for William Chris. He's, I told him his, his, his card says he is like, um, uh, hospitality, whatever. But I was like, Director you need a new title. You need to call yourself the CSO, the chief smile officer. Cause his job <laughs> is just to make people make happy. Just make, make them happy. Great. Make them yeah. feel good. Right. And mother wow, what a great job. Oh, wow. And he rolled out the red carpet for us. We did a tasting at lost draw vineyards the day before when we got there on Friday, we had two tastings on Saturday he would tell us what wines were what and how to pair it. And it was just, told us the history of it all. It so was you learned so, stuff. See, I don't know that. I know I like wine, but I don't know that much about how to pair it. How yeah. to, you know, tell whether it's good or bad. You know how I judge whether it's good or bad, if it gives me a headache or not. Really? <laughs> yes. It was red crazy. Wine, some red wines give me a headache. That wine that Nor introduced me to that year, remember that yep. Simi? Yeah, that never gives me a headache. That's a good. Uh, one. It's good, but this this stuff. But it was so much fun. I mean, we um, Francisco set it up to where he was like, uh, he introduced me to this wine. It was like he was like, if you like beer, you'll like this wine. I was like, okay. So he goes, um, but we got to go outside to drink it. I was like, what? So we're in like their members area, right? And we he goes, yeah, come outside. And so we go outside, and I have a video of it. Um, let me see. Uh, let's see. So he says, yeah, we have to go outside to open it. Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, to open the wine. Yes. And, and well, I can't show the, uh, let me see. Maybe I can show the video. I don't want to, uh, uh, oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. So I got to, you know, you ever seen somebody open, like a bottle of wine or champagne with a sword where they just go and, and knock the cap. I got to do that. No, I, yeah. I haven't. I don't, how do you do that? Well, he showed me, so he had it. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's not going to come out here. Let me see. But that's me holding the sword and uh, the oh. bottle that I opened it with. You can kind of see the sword. But yeah, oh, yeah, I can. It was uh, it was so much fun. So I got to do that. Um, and we just it was a blast, mom. It was an absolute blast. Nora loved it. I'm so, so, yeah, glad. you and Paul got she to get out there. That. That. So mm-hmm. did you. Yep. Always, yep. you know, great for a couple to get away. Oh, That's yeah. It was a fantastic time. Somebody said um, blah, 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 blah. yurt circular tent of Mongolian origin. That's what a yurt yeah. is. Yeah, it was fun. I um, saw a movie the other night with a yurt, and I thought, oh, that is so romantic. They had it with candles, and it yeah. had this great king-size bed. And Well, oh, and, you know, oh yeah, really look, cool. this, is, this is what it looked like. Hold on, I'll show you. Um, so this, this was the outside of our yurt, 
let it adjust. Oh, how cute! Right. So that's oh my the God, outside that's of it, right? And it's then, like a little house. Yeah, and then this. Uh oh, I've got some ass pics on here. I better not. I better not show those <laughs> ass pics. Um, no, look, this was. This was when you walk in, this is what it looks like. The the yurt. This is this is what the room looks like. Oh, that's what oh my gosh, isn't that, isn't that cool? awesome? And on one side that of the wall. Is so, and it's is it it looks like it's wood on the top. Is it a yeah. tent? No, it's it's wood beams. They all kind of go up and join and move oh. in that circle. Um here you go. Here's a here's a good picture. It looks rather satanic, but it's not. It's just the light fixture. But that's the roof. It does oh, look satanic, though. Uh, but it's not. But yeah, and and then uh, on like the left side of it was this little kitchen. On the right side was a bath. It was dope. It was really awesome. Oh, how uh, awesome. yeah, we definitely have to do that. Yeah, Stephen just sure. asked, "Where do you poop?" That's such a guy thing to ask. I'm. Oh I'm my ask god. The same thing. There's a bathroom in the yurt, Stephen. Way to <laughs> way to ruin the moment. Yeah, you go outside <laughs> and shit with the donkey in the field, Stephen, because you know. Oh, Stephen. <laughs> Only a guy would think about Only. that. A weird <laughs> question. Um, oh, mercy. But, oh, my God. I drank so much wine. And <laughs> what's funny is, like, you start, like, we didn't know. I I don't know. Like, I know how to drink whiskey. I know how to do notes and all that shit. And it's the same thing when I smoke cigars. But I don't know shit about wine. So we go to the first tasting, and the guy's like, I'm like, bro, I don't know what I'm doing. He goes, oh, it yeah. smell it. He goes, so. Yeah. You swirl it around and you, you know, you want to smell it. And I do know when you're, when you're sipping, when you're, you're well, same thing with whiskey, right? But you have a Glencairn instead, instead of a wine glass and you swirl it. And when you go to get, uh, when you go to smell it to get notes, you have to do that with your mouth open. So that, that actually helps you smell it better. Never. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's weird, but that. you smell it with your mouth open. Um, but then so with your so this, taste buds in your nose. Yeah. And then Cisco explains why you swirl it and all this stuff. And by the time you learn all this, then I just, I was just, I was a wine snob at that point. I was just, <laughs> Did I was you get walking soccer? around. Yeah. We went to dinner. He told us where to go. We, we went to, um, Hill and Vine, I think is what it was called, which was, Oh my God. Good. He had a set up there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I had water, but I didn't give a shit. I was still swirling it on my water. <laughs> I was tasting it. I was like, mm, I get notes of chlorine. And okay, it was so stupid. But yeah, it was so much fun. So much fun. Oh, that's so great. When did y'all come back, Sunday? Uh, Yeah, we, we got up. We had to check out Sunday at 11 and drove all the yeah. way back. But oh, my God, it was so much fun. So oh, that's much awesome. fun. I'm so Cisco. glad you just turned off your phone and everything else. Yes. You I was dying to get back sometime. and watch the game, though. I'm not going to lie. We got home, and um, I think we got home at about 3.30, and, you know, I put everything up, unloaded the car, and about, about 4.15, I was like, well, all right, I'm going to watch see the what game. happened. Got my cigar. Leave me. I'm going outside. She goes, already? I was like, I've been dying to watch this game since 7.30 on Saturday. Hell yes. Hell Yes. It was so great. Could not believe what that I made fun. it uh, without finding out anything about the game. Unbelievable. No. And then, you know, not only did they win, but then to win the division. Yesterday, That's I crazy. cannot believe that we were, Paul and I were in the den screaming and hollering for Tennessee. I mean, I know. This, that's, that's a first. What I loved <laughs> is somebody said it. They said that, um, 
you know, Mike Vrabel's the guy that's like, if we're not, then you're not. And that was their I mentality. Know. You think he's going to get fired or you think that saved his job? Who, Mike Vrabel? Yeah. He ain't getting fired. I don't think fired. so either. The commentary, you know, uh, somebody on the, one of the commentaries made a point about, you know, it might have saved this and it might have saved his job. And I'm thinking, I don't think it's going to happen because he's, he's no. had a pretty good record with them. No, but he, you know not. what? The Texan game. I still can't get over there taking Jonathan Taylor out of the game and throwing that pass. Well, that's what I was going to. I was going to talk about when we when we got to. Oh, it, I'm I, sorry. No, 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 no. I'm, my point that was crazy. I disagree. Was, I disagree. You disagree. Disagree. You know why I disagree? Why? Because the guy was wide open. Oh well, he was wide open. It was the right play call. Throw the ball. It was good. poor yeah. execution on the part of Gardner Minshew, and it was a poor catch. But you can't. If they would have, if he would have thrown that into triple coverage and that, that dude never had a chance of getting That'd a first down or getting out of bounds, yeah. then it was a bad play call. But in this case, it was not a bad call. Well, they say they, they run that before and won a game on it. So, yeah. you know. And they, they said that they were the second, they, what, what they were the works. second, the team, they're the second most pass attempts on fourth down of anybody in the NFL. Yeah. So this yeah, wasn't out of works. character for them. They didn't change who they were. They did what they've been doing all year. And I get it. Well, Jonathan, sure Taylor was running crazy. Jonathan Taylor was running wild. And, and, and yes, that would have been a great option. But God. if you noticed, if you noticed in the second half and towards the end of the third quarter, and actually the announcer said it best, but they said when, uh, when there was that injury on the field to one of the Texans, I changed the whole complexion of the game because all that momentum and the, the run just, game just yeah. seemed to stall out after that. So I it know. was one of those things where it was like, hmm. It, you know what? It's like one of those things where the, where the football gods were just with the Texans. Because some of the stuff that happened in that game, you're like, I mean, when we were ahead and then we came, they came back and tied it, we looked at each other and said, well, it isn't meant to be, you know, because – I don't I know. I mean, thrilled. I, I, I kind of learned and missed to... extra point. Oh, that was the scary part. That was the scary oh. part. The mixed extra, the yeah. missed extra point felt big, real big. big. It was big. It was huge. And you know, what's crazy is the, this team, um, in the past, a Bill O'Brien team loses that game. They find okay. a way to lose that game. And I think that's oh, the yeah. difference between this regime and the other one. So that's exactly right. That's we'll exactly see. right. Well, um, did you make did you make any New Year's resolutions while you were on your vacation? You know what? I I no because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to make I always set goals every year and I haven't even sat down really and done that yet, but I didn't make any resolutions because it was just like I do it every year and then I let myself off the hook and just go, "Eh, well, it was just a resolution and I stopped doing it." <laughs> so I was like, "Man, you know, I mean, I, I have the same one every year. Lose weight. Lose weight, work out more. I'm going to go back to swimming. You know, yeah. I got two weddings coming up. So uh -oh. destination wedding. So I got to get in. I got to get loose feet, little weight. Well, anyway, I, that's, you know a, what? that's my I, only resolutions. I, I didn't. Be, I mean, I want to lose weight and I need to and, you know, all that. But no, I didn't this year. I just I'm going to set some goals. I'm going to sit down you when I have a chance. <laughs> set some goals and try to make it happen. You know, <laughs> no, nothing specific. There you yet. go, honey. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh well no. i'm gonna keep living you're gonna talk about fantasy later right the yes. winners congratulations to clarence 
Oh, aren't you nice? You know, you didn't want to. Clarence, let me tell you what. She was so angry. Um, she really, really wanted to win that fantasy league. Like really, it was, she was legitimately mad. (laughs) That first game against him when, when Tyree kill and the other guy got pulled and didn't play, I was livid and I never made it up. I never caught up, but you know what? That's okay. Injuries are part of the game though, Jenny. It's part of, you know, know, it has made this year so much fun. Uh Uh-huh. I, I I mean, I, it made me interested in all of these teams and watching all these games. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Anybody that doesn't do it, I, I'm glad you talked me into it. And it I'll tell you so what, as bad as you were last year, you really improved this year. You were <laughs> so much better. So there's hope well, for you, Demata. There's, there's, <laughs> there's hope for you, Demata. There's hope for, you know, all you suck. There's hope for you, Jared Taylor. There's. There's hope for you, Alex Villanueva. There's hope for you, Barry Labanac. What? Oh, who? What? Said that. Who? Oh, my God. I sucked. I had, yes. Hey, Speaking of I, barely, I know. Jesus. I barely squeaked out yesterday, but I I, I, I saw somebody. Yeah, no one cares about the loser gra- bracket, Mom. Hey, shut up. No one I'm cares. I'm proud of no my third place. No one cares you won your game in the loser bracket, Jenny. Oh, my God. I like, do. You should I'm be. the best loser. Okay, great. Hey. What? Speak for yourself. No one cares but you. I promise you. Well, it was a milestone since I came in 10th last year. Well, that's true. But still, you're a first loser. Actually, yeah, you're not even first loser. Who lost to Clarence? It was uh Dandy Dan. He's the first loser. So you're like not even Oh yeah. yeah. That's not- you're not even the first well, loser, Jim. That's not loser. Yeah, it it's is. Second place. It's first loser. Well, second place is first loser. That's it. Well, I congratulations to him anyway. All so right. there. Well, we're gonna talk <laughs> week eighteen and fantasy and all that coming up. So I love you. I love uh, you, you too. I'll this. be are listening. You, are you gonna be watching the national championship game tonight? Oh, you bet I am. Who, who, who I know. Who, who do you want to win? Washington. Yeah. Not a hardball fan? Not at all. <laughs> I figured as much. I'm sorry. I, I don't tell. mean to offend anyone. No. Nah. Not hey, at all. Hey, you like who you like and you don't <laughs> like who you don't like. You ain't offended yeah, nobody. That's, that's Warren Moon's old alma mater, Washington. Yeah, well. Hey, I, I loved him when he was a quarterback I know here. He did. I know. Uh, anyway. All right. Um, so Go you got, to Northers. got Washington winning. Got it. Terrible pick, but yeah, I'm by, by three. Oh, watching them by three. Oh, you even know. Oh, <laughs> look at you. I don't even know what the spread hey, is. Hey, hey, do you remember when I said the Texas would win eight games and everybody laughed at me? I rest my case. Who well, would ever thought they games. were going to win wrong. 10? You were wrong. Huh? They well, didn't I win mean, eight games. I know they won 10. That's what yeah, made us That's so not eight. You were wrong. Well, oh, Barry, shut up. <laughs> There's no reason this team shouldn't. There's no, you know what? That was that was uh, ridiculous optimism on your part. You don't get to claim genius. Hey, it was ridiculous. That wasn't optimism. ridiculous optimism. Yes, it I was. just, you know, I'm no a big one fan of that Nico. Team. You, you don't go from second worst team in football to, and really should have been the worst team in football to winning eight games like next that. to the worst. Well. So. You just watch my Cougars. Okay. Um, oh, what? In basketball or football? 
in basketball. Oh, yeah. not football. Don't yeah. watch them in football. Definitely. They got a long way to go. Yeah. But basketball, man. This, I'm so excited about this team. I just can't tell you. I think it's better than the team that went to the Final Four. Can't wait. So we're going to go to another game together? Absolutely not. I was thinking about that game we went to. What was that, two years ago? The basketball game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we went to see the Cougars play? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it was because it, it was right during COVID or right after COVID. And you had to remember I got you all that crazy stuff to wear. I think yes. it was two years ago. That was yes. fun. Yes. Yeah, you can't get tickets now, but anyway. Oh, no. Darn it. No, no. All right. Well, I'm going to get to it, Mama. i got to get some NFL in. I love you to death. Uh, I'll be watching. This. All right. The uh, guys, all right. Talk that, to you. Yep. That Bye, is Jenny is mom. A fantastic job, as always. She's so competitive, and that's where I get it from. But, oh, my gosh, she wanted to win fantasy so bad. I'm super impressed, though. I ain't going to lie. She, and I should have known, she's always been that person. She is determined to be great at everything. And so if she's not, she's going to figure it out. She's going to study. She's going to learn. She's going to do whatever it takes. And uh, super proud of her because a lot of people have been like, well, it's just this or that. Nope, she took it serious. And um, she was the number one seed going into the playoffs. That says a lot. Somebody that came from last place last year. She's like the Texans. Look at that. Although they're not the number one seed. But uh, nonetheless, Jenny's mom should win the award for best mom in the world. I do agree with that, Black Sheep. Totally agree with that. Reyes said that needs to be a shirt. Barry, shut up. Nope, that is the stupidest idea I've ever heard of in my whole dumb life. That is... So stupid. Um, all right, let's get to it here. Actually, you know what? Let's do this. It's 345. We're going to go until uh, 5 o'clock today. So I'm going to go take a quick restroom break, get another Diet Coke. Um, and then when I come back, we're going to dive right into week 18 of the NFL season. We're going to look at the playoff picture and see who's playing what and where and what happens if who wins and who loses and We'll even look at what the next round matchups would be based on that. So we'll get into that. Uh, In other words, your playoff brackets. We'll get into those. We'll get into week 18. We'll talk some college football natty. National championship game is tonight. And of course, of course, we're going to get into all the Barry on Deck League champions as well as the Barry on Deck Pick'em champion. Um, So we got a ton of stuff to cover over the last hour and 15 minutes of the show. So, what I'm going to do is pee. What I need you to do is stick around and do not go anywhere. Because we've got a ton of stuff to get to right after this. This is Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Labanek. Folks, stick around. I'll see you in just a sec.
15 minutes of Barry on deck. I'm your host, Barry Lamanek. Thank you guys for sticking around through the break. Those of you that did, those of you that didn't are haters. You're, you're terrible people. And I hope, uh, all your new year's resolutions fail. I mean, that's a little excessive. That was a little aggressive and I apologize. Um, maybe my new year's resolutions should be not to be so aggressive. Um, when people leave the show, maybe, nah, that's a stupid idea. All right, let's get to it, man. We got a lot to get to, a lot to discuss. Ew, I shouldn't have done that. I hurt myself and had a little boo-boo, little bobo, and then uh, scratched it, and the damn skin came off, and that's a scab, and that's gross. So there you go. Uh, the jet said, wow, Barry, what? What? Hey, what's up, Richard Vales? Good to see you, buddy. All right, so we have a ton of stuff to get to. I really can't get over Barry's Stanley Cup. What? I don't know what that means. My Stanley Cup. No idea. No idea what that means. Uh, It is Black Monday. Again, that's not racist. That is just what it is. So uh, everybody calm down. White people, calm down. Uh, Black people, calm down. See, Cisco, I told him, man. I told him, you guys really need to take Cisco up on this. I'm going to put together like a photo dump on my socials. It, unbelievably fun. Poch, I saw Poch say he needs to do it. Yes, you do. Poch, you need to take your woman. You need to hit up Cisco on the Discord, and um, I'll give you the the info for the yurts. You got to go. You got to go. Got to go. So much fun. Oh, I see. I really can't get over Barry's Stanley Cup. What's what's wrong with my Stanley Cup? Why can't you get over it? What's wrong with it? Huh? That's my bobo. That's gross. What's wrong with it? I thought you meant Stanley Cup like hockey. I was like, what? What? All right. Here is your uh, Black Monday headlines so far, thus far. Oh, Riverboat Ron. Uh, Riverboat Ron has been fired from the uh, Washington Commanders. And what they're doing now, new owner, I don't remember his name. But the new owner is going out and getting former GMs to uh, help in the new search. Former GM of the Vikings and former GM of the uh, Golden State Warriors. I can get their names for you. Here you go. So Commander's owner Josh Harris has hired two prominent executives. Former Golden State Warriors general manager Bob Meyer and former Minnesota Vikings GM Rick Spielman to assist his ownership group with the search for a new head football operations and head coach. So there you go. There you go. That's it. Ron, uh, Ron Rivera ended the season with a, we'll see, um, 
after capturing the NFC East in Rivera's first season with a record of seven and nine, commanders were never able to produce a winning record. And that was a crazy thing. Cause he was like, listen to this, uh, goodbye, I guess, note from Ron Rivera. It says, I want every Washington fan to know how much I appreciate your unwavering support. Uh, this was in a statement. Through all the name changes, roster moves, non-football headlines, and seasons that did not meet your expectations, you still stood by this team. We did win an NFC East title in 2020, but we fell short since then, and for that, I am truly disappointed. Now, the crazy thing is, Bragging about winning an NFC East title in 2020 when you go seven and nine is pretty stupid. You didn't even have a winning record. It was it was literally like one of the shitty teams in that division had to win it. Might as well have been you. I don't know if I'm bragging about winning a division title at seven and nine. And I get it. Hey, you could go that Bill O'Brien route. Hey, John, nine and seven, AFC South champions. Yeah, you're hanging division banners. That's that's sad. But you're acting like that they're Super Bowl banners. So look, uh, the team finished 4-13 this year. They went 26-4-1 with Riverboat Ron. Not great. And it was at the time, it felt like a really good hire. But I just I just thought that the the note about through all the name changes, roster moves. Non-football headlines and seasons that didn't meet your expectations. Uh, all of them. All of them. Now, look, it, it, it is it was a tumultuous time towards the end there to be in that organization with Daniel Schneider. Or Schneider, I shouldn't say Schneider. Daniel Schneider being the moron that he was and it was a, a shitty owner. So I get it. It's not easy to win. Under those circumstances, and there was a lot, but don't throw that in. Just be like, we didn't do it, and I'm sorry, because that the rest of that just sounds like excuses to me, at least. I don't know. Maybe not to you guys, but that just sounds like he's, hey, here's why I sucked for the last four years. Mm. I mean, blame the GM. Oh, that was you. Never mind. Mm. You're bad. Uh, they just still don't know. Bill Belichick. Uh, is still under contract. And he said he's open to change. And what that means is he's open to somebody else making personnel decisions. And I saw an article or a headline that said that the Patriots were going to um, basically do what Belichick has done to players over the course of many years, which is, yeah, we'll keep you, but we're going to cut your salary and cut your roles and responsibilities because you haven't been performing like you should. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, as my wise mother used to say. Um, and here's what it says. Where'd it go? Oh, I'm a, this was they. So they asked Belichick. Reporters did about what's next uh, after a disappointing quote unquote disappointing four and thirteen season. And Belichick said. I'm under contract. I'm going to do what I always do, which is every day I come and I work as hard as I can to help the team in whatever way I can. Now, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's supposed to meet with Robert Kraft. 
Uh, and then that's where they're going to figure it out. Is Belichick said, look, I'm for whatever we collectively decide as an organization is the best thing to help our football team. I have multiple roles in that, and I rely on a lot of people to help me in those responsibilities. Somebody has to have the final say. Whatever the process is, I'm only part of it. <laughs> uh, I learned a lesson from my dad growing up. You work for the team that you're working for and do the best you can for it until somebody tells you different. So that's not going to change. Okay. Belichick added that he is, quote, heavily invested, end quote, in the Patriots organization and made it sound like it was business as usual for him on Monday, which included a final meeting with the players at 9 a.m. I mean, look, man, it's a it's it's tough to swallow. And I just wonder, I just wonder. As bad as he looks now, as bad as this organization is currently and in as much disarray as it appears to be in, does this tarnish his legacy, at least for you as a fan? Does does his inability to even put together respectable seasons tarnish his legacy? I say it does. And look, there are there are a lot of people that will say, well, the man won six Super Bowls and he never, you know, da, 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 da. yeah. And he did that with the greatest football player in the history of the league as his quarterback. He did that with Tom Brady. And Tom, year over year, apparently was making chicken salad out of chicken shit. We all know that. We all know that Tom was never had the luxury of having the best receiver in football year over year. Yeah, granted, he had Randy Moss for a bit. And Aaron Hernandez and Gronk, and, and he made those guys look good, too. They were very talented, but he also had to do his part. Um, But I, I'll say this. And you guys are all going to roll your head with what I'm about to say. I know you are. I know you are, chat. You're going to roll your little eyes and roll your whatever. I don't care. Roll it. Roll it. But here's why this season and last season, to me, tarnishes the Belichick legacy, right? So he's in charge of all the personnel decisions. So if you're going to give him credit for all those years of being great, he should also get the blame for the years that they've been bad. Not just as a GM and from a personnel decision standpoint, but as a coach, right? As a coach. On the flip side, there were a lot of you. There were a lot of you that said that Mike Tomlin should be let go. There were some Steelers fans that I argued with in this chat that said he was done, kaput. All he did, all he did was have another winning season and somehow, some way, with Mason Rudolph make the playoffs. Mason Rudolph is the Zapy, however you pronounce I can never pronounce that dude's name right. Zappy? Is the zappy of the Steelers. 
And the difference between these two coaches, just coaches, is, is one of them overcame shitty quarterback and not great offensive play with fantastic defense and some really good coaching. And the other one didn't. And he's known as a defensive mind. But I think that Belichick got too big for his britches. Belichick felt like he could continue to not pay star players to be stars. At least his saving grace in Tomlin's case was, you know, you had Porter Jr., who was a dynamic rookie, but you had T.J. Watt. You had a hell of a lot of talent. Mika Fitzpatrick, you had a ton of talent on the defensive side of the ball, did the Steelers. It's not the offense that we were used to, but somehow, some way, Mike Tomlin at all willed this team into the playoffs again. So, yeah. You know, I mean, hey, look, had had this team gone... Five and 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 twelve or you know six and eleven that maybe we're talking about Tomlin should be, has he lost his luster? But instead, we have to ask that question about Belichick because he just didn't get it done again. Again, how many years in a row now is that? Let's 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 pull up the. Uh, let's go, Patriots. Here we go. Patriots are four and thirteen this year. Um, hold on, let's just go to NFL standings. Uh, Patriots four and thirteen this year. Oh, didn't mean to hit that, but whatever. Cube zoom. Last year, the Patriots were eight and nine. Not great. Uh, losing record. 2021, they were 10 and 7. And that was the, uh, let's see. That was Mac Jones' rookie season, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that was Mac Jones' rookie season. So, and remember, that was the same year that you guys were all, that we all got excited that Davis Mills had the second best rookie numbers of, of any rookie QB. Well, look at that whole class. Mac Jones, Davis Mills. So that was a 10 and 7 year. And then 2020, uh, they were 7 and 9. Or maybe that was the, I don't know. 2019, there you go, 12 and 4. Well, that was obviously Tom's last year. Obs. Right? Uh, nope. Oh, no, that was this year. Let's see. When did Mac Jones, uh, let's see. Oh, I didn't change that. Okay, stats. There we go. 2019 regular season was Tom. 2020 regular season was Cam. That's what it was. Cam, Jarrett Stidham, Brian Hoyer. And then uh, 2021 was Mac Jones. Not great. Not great. 12 and 4. Last year that Tom Brady played for the Patriots. Since then, eesh. Been kind of icky. It happens. I mean, look, it happens. Um, and maybe, maybe you let him just be a coach. If you think he's still got it. I don't know. We're going to find out. How good is he? With letting somebody else be GM. 
don't know. We'll see. And I saw somebody in the chat earlier um, that was saying, <laughs> Smills Mafia stand up, shut up. Uh, that was saying, oh, Reyes says weather's getting pretty rough in Magnolia. Yeesh. Oh, there he is, Nasty Nate. There he is. Tomlin has won a playoff game four of his seasons as head coach. This is including the time Bill Cowher gave it to him when he retired. Not good. I mean, most of those times he had to play Tom Brady in the AFC, right? Yeah. And, and, um, don't expect to win this year, bro. They got to play the Bills. Shit. And y'all know I love me some Mike. Mm. <laughs> Mike Tomlin boner alert right there. There it is. Mike Tomlin boner alert. Doesn't Rudolph have a lot more league experience? This yeah, but he's still Mason Rudolph. Well, that don't mean Mason Rudolph is good just because he's got experience. It just means he's been around. So, yeah. I don't know. Oh, he lost to David Garrard. Jesus. Tim Tebow and Blake Bortles. Hey, Tim Tebow was a force. Uh, I'm in Wallace, Texas right now. Where the uh, where the F is that? Jesus. Oh, I don't know. Um... I forgot what I was talking about. All right, let's keep going. We got we got to get to these games and shit. We got an hour. Uh, Falcons fired Arthur Smith after a seven and ten season. It's interesting because, so, I kind of get why you're moving on from Arthur Smith. The, the Arthur Smith experience wasn't great. What's up, Josh? Seven thirteen hooligan in the building. What's up, seven one three? Uh, Lamar Jackson has a bad playoff record, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about. Tomlin in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, no, Nate, you will not take over the show with Tomlin slander. Yeah, no, I'm moving on. Here's the thing about the Arthur Smith firing, right? 7-10, and 10, what was his three-year total with the Falcons? Arthur Smith. Uh, Joe Pro! <laughs> Thank you for the 303 bits, my friend. Much appreciated. Arthur Smith, uh, head coaching record is 21 and 30. Okay. 21 and 30 over three seasons um, with the Falcons. He, let's see, he went 7 and 10, and then he went 7 and 10, and then he went 7 and, stop me if you've heard this before, 7 and 10. It's literally, if you need somebody to go 7 and 10, Arthur Smith is your guy. If you're like, you know what? I just wish we could go 7 and 10. He's like, oh, oh, oh. 7 and 10, three years in a row, third in the AFC South, or sorry, third in the NFC South, fourth in the NFC South, and third in the NFC South. And look, there were playoff aspirations this year just because that division was so god-awful. Didn't end up happening. Perry said Dennis Allen ain't much better. No, no, I I imagine not. Let's look up Dennis Allen. Let's look up his Dennis Allen. Wikipedia. Dennis Allen in New Orleans, 7-10. 
Nine and eight. Suck it, nerd. Although he went four and 12, four and 12, and 0 oh and four in Oakland. Ugh. Jeez. Not great. He's not very good. Career winning percentage of 34.3%. That sucks. That's no wonder Saints fans hate this dude so much. Good Lord. I mean, he did go nine and eight. First winning season as a head coach. So why don't you calm down, Perry? He's learning. It's OJT training here. <clears throat> so Arthur Smith goes seven and three, three years in a row. I just don't know, in my opinion, I don't know what you expected from the Falcons. Do they have the kind of quarterback and uh, offense? And, uh, I mean, does that does that make you... It, did you look at this team and go, well, the Falcons had the talent to be way better than 7-10? and 10? I don't think you did. Okay? Now, that's no knock, AJB. I'm not knocking the Falcons as a whole. I'm just saying I didn't look at that roster and go, wow. That's amazing. And I remember somebody last year told me I was crazy because I said that the Falcons would be in the hunt uh, for a quarterback. They were like, they got their quarterback. No, they don't, bro. No, they don't. Yeah, they got they got one that goes seven and ten. Here's the problem for Arthur Smith. Here's the problem for Dennis Allen. Here's the problem for Riverboat Ron, right? And um Frank Reich out in Carolina. This is the truth. Now, this is not me being a homer, okay? The problem is that D'Amico Ryans with a rookie quarterback, a young team, some some decent acquisitions in the offseason that, that proved to be much bigger um, than we thought at the time. Dalton Schultz among those. But even Robert Woods paid dividends early in the season, though he hasn't played much, right? Uh, the back end of that defense kind of got anchored. The, the secondary got anchored by some, by some veteran additions. But the problem for Arthur Smith and potentially Dennis Allen and Frank Reich and, and, and is that D'Amico Ryans came in and immediately started winning. Steichen the same way. Immediately started winning with young, unproven talent. And I'm speaking specifically to Arthur Smith. Right? I mean... You had three years to try to do the same thing. And, you know, yeah, you can you can put some on the GM. But at the same time, you know, D'Amico's not out here with the most loaded uh, roster from 1 to 53. The difference is, is he's getting every single thing he can out of every single player. Think about that for a second. Think about how many times Texans, by the way, still have the most players on injured reserve of any team in the NFL going into this last week. The Texans had more injuries than I could ever remember this team having in a season. And yet 
it you never felt like I mean it was always a worry going into a, a week when you heard that oh hell half the O line starters are out half the D line starters are out Cashman is out Robert Woods is out you lost Tank Dell you're just like oh my god it's gonna be so horrible every week it's just gonna be awful and then you watch the games and go man who are these dudes that are coming out and holding their own and playing well. And a lot of that credit goes to D'Amico Ryans and that coaching staff. A lot, a lot. And that's the problem for guys like Arthur Smith. D'Amico's getting everything. Everything out of every player. You got to be able to do that. And that's why Rabel's hanging on. Because the Tennessee does not have a sexy... Uh, roster. Tennessee doesn't have a good roster, really. A good roster. They have an average to above average roster top to bottom at best. But Vrabel, get, I mean, Vrabel, if there, if there was another win to be had, he was getting every single win that he could get out of that. Yo! Lemonade Alley, thank you for the raid! Welcome in, welcome in. Lemonade Alley coming in with the Raiders. Thank you for being here. Welcome in, Raiders. My name is Barry Labadek. This is Barry on Deck. Uh, I host this show Monday through uh, Thursday, 2 to 5 p.m. So, a tornado siren. That's pretty appropriate for all the damn wind we're getting. Uh, thank you for the raid, Lemonade Alley. Much appreciated. Uh, very much appreciated. Welcome in. Uh, Texans players running through walls for D'Amico. They ain't doing that for Smith or Allen. Yeah. That was, that was my point. I was playing Skyrim, sending my viewers for you for sports. Nice. Thank you. Welcome in. If you love sports and tomfoolery, this is, this is, this is, this is it. This is your spot. Welcome in. Uh, and, and Mods, can we get a shout out, please? Mods, can we get a shout out uh, for Lemonade Alley? Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Did we get it already? I believe we did. Look at the mods all up on it. Second siren means the warning is over. Aha! Somebody's watched the dry bar special. Somebody has watched the dry bar special. Um, yeah, th that's the same thing, though, for Vrabel, right? Like, players will run through a wall for that, dude. We said it for years. On this show. So I, I think those are the, I mean, those are the kind of guys that you need in your locker room. Those are the kind of guys that are going to get results. And when you're a, when you're a bad football team, you need guys that are going to rally around you and make you better. Okay. Look, um, who are some guys that have done that in the past? Well, um, Steichen did it in in in, the, in Indy, right? D'Amico did it here. Um, Vrabel did it in Tennessee. Uh, Mike McDaniel did it in Miami. Guys love playing for this dude. It's a different style, but man, if your players and your locker room loves you as a head coach and believes in you and your coaching staff and what you're teaching them and telling them, that could that could be the difference between going six and eleven. And, and nine and eight. And I know you're like, well, big deal. Look, one of those gets you fired and one of them doesn't. 
period. That's a fact. You notice I didn't add Mike Tomlin to that list. I wanted to, but I know you guys are like, oh, Jesus. I'm just saying. Players love playing for him. Well, they used to. I don't know. Maybe not anymore. Maybe he's too old. Which brings me back to the situation yesterday. No, Perry, I'm not going back to that. We're done with that. I've already said all I had to say. Uh, And by the way, speaking of the Panthers and Frank Reich, the Panthers fired their GM. They fired Frank Reich earlier in the year when they were 1-10. 11 games in, they fired Frank Reich. They have now fired their GM, Scott Fitterer, after going 2-15. And And here's the deal. They didn't fire uh, Scott Fitterer for going... (laughs) Barry's like, oh, good. Well, I just wanted to get through this. We can go back. They didn't fire him for going uh, 2-15. Let's be real honest, folks. The Panthers fired Scott Fitter for moving up and taking Bryce Young. That's why he got fired. Let's be real clear about that. That's why he got fired. He made a really bad, bad decision. And it's funny if you remember... At the time, everyone was like, oh, man, Bryce Young's so lucky going to Carolina. Wow, what a great situation to be in. What? Wow, that was like the, if you were going to go to a bad team, that was the best bad team to go to. Remember that? They said that. Frank Reich is an offensive genius. He's going to get the most out of his players. All that bullshit. Oops. Sometimes it's just make the wrong pick. Yeah. That's exactly what happened to Scott Fitterer. He got fired two and 15. They made the wrong pick. It's evident now. And I said this the other day too, because people were like, oh, look at the Texans. They got that right. Getting Bryce uh, or getting CJ Stroud. No, they got lucky. Don't get it twisted. Remember, this is a team that was kind of on the fence about, well, we don't know who we'd take if we had the number one pick. A lot of people were. Is it Bryce Young? Is it C.J. Stroud? They didn't know. Some said that there were rumblings coming out of Texas camp that it was like, should we go Will Anderson with two? A lot of us, me included, Wrong about C.J. Stroud. Crazy thing is, I was right about Bryce Young. But I just thought they were one and the same. Obviously, they are not. Not even close. So, oh man, it is dark out there. Goodness gracious. So the fact of the matter is, the Panthers fired Frank Wright. They fired their GM. They got it wrong. And now that franchise, you've either got to... find someone that can fix Bryce Young and in a hurry, or you're going to be the Patriots. You're going to be stuck with a Mac Jones. And you're like, well, damn, I don't know what to do. You know, and there are other teams that like, uh, 
what what do we what should we do with you know uh, uh um I mean Tennessee it's I I think Will Levis is going to actually be okay. I don't know though. I don't think he's going to be great. I don't think he's going to be better than CJ Stroud or Trevor Lawrence in that division, but I don't think he's awful. I don't think he's going to be better than uh, Anthony Richardson, to be honest with you. Will Levis is going to be okay, but this is all of a sudden the AFC South is a division loaded at quarterback. Better figure it out, Tennessee. Better catch up. And in a hurry, whether it's Malik Willis or Will Levis, better figure it out. But I thought, from what I saw of him, Will Levis looked pretty good. Uh, CJ looked scared in some of the throws on Saturday night. Nah, there was one in particular. I know what you're talking about. It was one of those drive-saving throws that he made, whether it was the one to Nico Collins um, that Nico just ran down on a uh, out route or the one across the middle. I don't recall which of those two it was. It might have been a throw to Dalton Schultz. I don't remember. But you saw him go, ah. He just had a big, big, dumb defensive lineman in his face. But I assure you, I mean, throwing off your back foot and doing some of those things, look, the one thing about C.J. Stroud that I love about him as a rookie is he's not scared. This is not David Carr. This is not Matt Schaub, the fainting goat. C.J. Stroud, and, and you might even say early in the season that the knock on him was he held the ball too long. He had that much faith in that O-line that he was like, nah, I don't want to run. I want to find a guy downfield. So I'm going to trust my O-line, and I'm going to hang in this pocket for absolutely as long as I can. Part of the, and if you're saying it because, oh, well, he was thrown off of his back foot and he was backpedaling, that's buying time. You, you see really good quarterbacks do that a lot. Josh Allen, although he's a gunslinger. Favre did it. Patrick Mahomes does it. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, these are guys who would sit in that pocket and instead of escaping and just taking off running, they'll move within the pocket. Even when the pocket collapses, they'll back up out of the pocket, but they're not taking off running. The reason they're kind of staying there is they're waiting at the, for the very last opportunity for one of those receivers to get open, and that's kind of what Stroud is doing, which is why he's making some of those throws off of his back foot, falling away, fading away. He's literally buying himself a half a second extra. Or his receiver a half a second extra. So I I I I recalled one play where he just went, ah, it looked like it. I don't know that he made that noise. I don't know that he was like, ah, but he looked like he would have, if he would have made a noise, that would have been the noise he made. Other than that, though, man, I don't know how you knock it. C.J. Stroud has been unbelievable. Unbelievable. Far exceeding my expectations. So, uh, all right. Do this. It's 420. Dang, you and Lance had it right. Did Lance have him that high? Did Lance Zerline really have C.J. Stroud that high? Lance Zerline, C.J. Stroud, mock draft. I'll, I'll pull receipts. <laughs> Uh, 
Oh, wow. You guys remember this? You guys remember this? Jeez. <coughs> this is fun. This is always fun to look back at. There you go. Uh, yeah, Bryce Young going one. There's been a lot of smoke around CJ Stroud in this spot, but Young checks more boxes and makes more sense as a game-ready option for Frank Reich. Uh, Tyree Wilson, edge rusher. If the Texans miss out on Young, they might not be a lot to take Stroud with needs along the defensive front and two first picks. Choice would be between Wilson and Will Anderson. Will Anderson goes third. Baltimore makes a trade, trades Lamar Jackson, and moves up to take C.J. Stroud. Well, I wonder what he graded Stroud, though. Let's see. Uh, It's not working. Six. Okay, hush. Uh, At a 6.7 grade. NFL comparison, Jared Goff. Okay. Strengths doesn't hesitate to attack with his throws, has the arm strength to air out the deep ball, finds his way back to the platform. Tape shows ability to go through progressions. Weaknesses, hesitant to use his legs and put a cap on his success rate. He was right about that. Labors to get square to target when rolling, needs a clear scan for potential pressure. He's a play with better recognition and respect for safeties. Yeah. Inconsistent activating lower body. No idea. Um, oh. I guess that's kind of throwing off your back foot type shit. Uh, interceptions arise when he refuses to come off primary receiver. Most naturally accurate top-tier quarterback in the 2023 class. Nailed it. Enough arm talent to pump, reset, and then release. Puts it on frame. I mean, look, that's pretty accurate. That's a pretty accurate comparison. What do you say about Bryce Young, though? I got to know. I got to know. I got to know. <sighs> Who do you compare Bryce Young to? Now, shut up. Let's see. That's a 6.82. Uh, comparative to Drew Brees. Oh, no. Oh, Perry, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. Perry said, how do you think Bryce Young would fare on this Texans team? Look. I don't think Frank Reich all of a sudden forgot how to be an offensive genius, right? You look at what he did in Indy with some of what he had available. I don't think he forgot how to be a genius. I think Bryce Young is just not that good right now. I don't even want to say Bryce Young will never be that good. In fact, Bryce Young had 10 interceptions. Or no. Yeah, he had 11 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Seven of those interceptions came in three games. He had two games where he threw two picks in the same game. He had one game where he threw three interceptions in the same game. Okay? So that means of the 17 games that he played, and did he play in all 17? I don't know. I have to go back and look. But of all the games he played in, Seven of his 10 interceptions came in three of them. If you can eliminate that, right? And that means he threw three interceptions in the other 14 games he played in, or 12 or 11 or whatever, however many he played in. That's pretty good. Now, that's not a great touchdown. You know, that's not a lot of touchdowns, 11. 
It's certainly nowhere near what C.J. Stroud is doing as a rookie or what Anthony Richardson was trending towards. But I'll say this. Um, He's not good yet, but it doesn't mean he can't be good. He's a rookie. There are plenty of quarterbacks that ended up being great that had really shitty rookie seasons. What I think the difference is, I think that C.J. Stroud up to this point, and I don't know, C.J. Stroud could very well shit the bed next year, and Bryce Young could be C.J. Stroud, and C.J. Stroud could end up being Bryce Young. Because let's be real honest about it, Texans fans. I know we want to just huff our own farts and and say he's the you know the best thing ever, and he has been so far. But what we don't really talk about is how lucky he's been to only have five interceptions. He has had a ton of interceptions dropped this year. And hey, you'd rather be lucky than good, right? That's the saying. I get it. Cool. A lot of quarterbacks out there have dropped interceptions that gets makes them, you know, saves their their stats or their ratio. So why not him? Cool. Yeah, he's hella accurate. He's brave. He'll take the, you know, uh, he, he's benefiting from some great play calling. He's benefiting from a coaching staff and a team that believes in him. I think that Bryce Young would probably fare a little better in Houston. But I don't know. I don't I don't know how much. I don't know. That's the other thing. Perry says, interesting to wonder what he'd look like throwing to Tank and Nico. Um, I think C.J. Stroud may take and Nico look better than they are. Now, Tank, it's a little tougher to tell. Tank, it's a little tougher to tell. Because he's a rookie and you've never seen him under any other NFL quarterback. Nico was just kind of ho-humming it. Now, again, you know, he had Davis Mills throwing to him. But I, I don't know. I mean, sometimes receivers make quarterbacks look better than they are. And sometimes quarterbacks make receivers look better than they are. Anybody really have high hopes for Robert Woods coming in? Anybody really have high hopes for Nico Collins? I mean, like, dude, think about Noah Brown. All these names that you just look at and go, wow. Oh, no. Tank Dell, Nico Collins, and Noah Brown are out this week. Oh, we're in trouble. All he does is throw touchdowns and win games. At this point, and I might be wrong, and you guys can all tell me I'm wrong. I don't give a shit. But at this point, I feel like, yeah, ah, there you go. And that's what I was about to say. At this point, I feel like that C.J. Stroud is the reason that this offense and these receivers have looked so good. And I'll give you two reasons why. The first one is the exact thing that uh, (laughs) um, Jared Taylor said. But, he well, he said, that's right, Case Keenum made uh, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen look really good. Eh, I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, my point is, is we have now seen... Case Keenum run this offense a little bit and Davis Mills run this offense a little bit. Look at the difference. 
Those are two guys with tons of NFL experience. Now, granted, Case Keenum came in and got him a win, but then he lost the job and got benched for Davis Mills. C.J. Stroud, there was a noticeable difference the the two weeks that he missed with the concussion and this offense. Noticeable difference. So that's one. And the other thing is, is he is doing all of this with no running game. No one is scared of the Texans rushing attack. And yet, all they do is just go out and put up a ton of passing yards. Why is that? Because C.J. Stroud is that good. They know the Texans, you don't have to fear their rushing attack. I mean, look, Singletary has looked a lot better since the beginning of the year. And he's certainly been an upgrade over Pierce and the way he's started. But no one fears the Texans rushing attack, which means this offense theoretically is very one dimensional. Ah, but that one dimension is CJ Stroud. So shitty run game. No one fears it. No one respects it. Tons of success throwing the ball. He goes out for two weeks. Offense as a whole sputters because no one respects them. Quarterback replacement Stroud and no one respects the running game. So there you go. You were them. Not us. What? (sighs) Joe bro said, uh, I'll give a bit of credit to the OC as well. That first play call from the jump last week was a beauty in scouting. Yeah. Well, and you've got to see that too, right? You've got to see it and you've got to, you've got to make the throw. You've got to connect. Um, they talked about it. That's like a once in a year opportunity. In fact, I was stunned to re- to know no one in the NFL had scored on their first play from scrimmage in a game this year until the Texans did it on Saturday. That's crazy. Uh, Eric said Perry and Barry. Could it also be that offensive schemes makes it work again? You're saying, can it be the offensive scheme? Well, I mean, Davis mills and case Keenum ran that offensive scheme. How'd that go? That offensive scheme gets no rushing yards. At some point, I think you got to stop and just give credit to what this man is doing. This team has rallied. I mean, the dude's already got the captain on his chest. Before game one, he had the captain on his chest. He had the big C. This is this is CJ Stroud's team, and it's going to go as far as he takes them. Uh, we can go look. Let's see. Hold on. Let me let me pull up the games he missed. Let's see. Teams. Okay, why is that open? Get out of here. Scram beat it, kid. NFL Texans. Schedule. Uh, okay. There you go. Um, they beat Tennessee in overtime, nineteen to sixteen, with Case Keenum, and then they lost to Cleveland, thirty-six to twenty-two, with Davis Mills, who had a f- hundred and forty-nine yards passing. Again, look, that's a really good defense. That was the two weeks that they were without C.J. Stroud. And it's not like C.J. Stroud's gone undefeated, 
right? But this defense has had some failures. They've all had failures. Um, let's look at, we'll go, oh, that, that game was bad. That game was real bad. That New York game, that's like an anomaly. You can kind of throw that out. Uh, let's see. Keenum game, open a new tab. Open a new tab. There you go. Uh, okay, so this first game against the Titans, I forgot about that. Kami Fairbairn was the MVP of that game, right? Field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. You had a three-yard pass from Keenum to Noah Brown with three minutes left. So much fun. So much fun. That last drive was great. Fantastic. And then Fairbairn kicks the field goal with 143 left. But don't get it twisted. It was stalled drive, stalled drive, stalled drive. Fantastic drive. Stalled drive. That's what that amounts to. One touchdown. Uh, And then against the Browns, it was... Damian Pierce's 98-yard kickoff return. Uh, Nico Collins pass or, or reception. Andrew Beck one-yard reception from Davis Mills. So you got you got two garbage time touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Dominated in that game. Looked awful in that game against the Browns. And granted, look, this is an offense that in week 14 against the Jets, they looked really bad. I mean, 91 passing yards, that ain't getting it. He had a rookie game. He looked awful. C.J. Stroud had 91 passing yards. That's not great. He had 81 yards rushing. They almost damn near outrushed the 91 passing yards. He also got sacked a shitload. Jets had five sacks in that game. Six tackles for loss. Um, I mean, it was just, it was not a good game. And if you really want to get down to it, they beat Tennessee 26-3. They beat the Colts 23-19. The offense looked good in these games. Not great. Stroud looked good for a rookie. Not great. But this wasn't those games in the beginning of the season where he was putting up 384, 470, 356, 336, 304. I mean, like, He's had games where he's thrown 350, 400 like it's nothing. It's almost like the league figured out, you know what? Screw the run. We'll just make this as hard as we can on this kid. You can kind of see that as they did it, they sputtered. They didn't play well. So... I don't know that I want to give it uh, credit to the scheme as much as, look, man, Stroud is getting as every single drop that he can out of everybody on this team. The receivers, the O-line, everything. That's true, too. He could just be dealing with fatigue. That's a good point, Papa Bay. He could be tired. Uh, what's up, Shock? Shock said might be because of their situation, but Stroud looks much more relaxed and in control on the sidelines between conditions, uh, possessions. There are times when Bryce took complete, look completely shell-shocked. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think Stroud has all the confidence in the world because he knows he's good. And Jared's got a point, too. He just doesn't make a ton of mistakes. He really doesn't, especially for a rookie. So give credit where it's due. This is all C.J. Stroud, in my opinion. I, I And I don't want to discredit Bobby Slowick. I don't want to discredit the, the, the receivers. I don't want to discredit D'Amico Ryans. All those guys, none of that happens if they're all shitty, right? But C.J. Stroud has played crazy. Uh, I'll get warm when Pilates starts. Yeah, you will. It is cold out there, though, right? Donna for one car trip to another. Really? CZ said, am I going to see the wizard? Is it that bad out there? Everybody's acting like Armageddon's coming. Yeah, exactly right, especially for a rookie. How good he's played, unbelievable. All right, let's get to it. Uh, Here is your playoff picture based off of what we saw this weekend. Un momento, por favor. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. All right, so playoff picture is set over in the AMC. Hey, uh, this is courtesy of the athletic. CJ loves them some Jesus. Yeah, that might be why too. Uh, 2024 playoff bracket. The uh, Ravens get the bye week. Duh. It is as black outside as Barry sounds. Okay. <laughs> it's the wind. Chris said, if Barry makes it through this storm without losing power, he's going to have to send Centerpoint a thank you card. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's been wild. All right, here's your AFC wild card. Um, you've got number two, the two-seeded Bills. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I would say put a one in the chat, but y'all are some lying-ass liars. And nary a one of you thought the Bills were going to be the second best team in the AFC when it was all said and done midway through the year. Ain't no damn way you thought that. Ain't no way. The Bills at one point. Hold on, that's the Patriots. We don't We don't need that. We need the Bills sketch. There we go. At one point, the Bills were... They were 0 and 1, 1 and 1, 2 and 1, 3 and 1, and you were like, "Okay, 3 and 1." Remember they had that tough loss against the Jets, but then they were like, "Hey." They beat Vegas, Washington, they beat Miami, and everyone was like, "Uh-oh. Here they go." Then they lost to Jacksonville. They were 4 and 2, 4 and 3, 5 and 3, 5 and 4, 5 and 5. They had lost what? Uh man, 1 2 3 4 5 they were three and five in an eight-game run there in the middle of the season. Right there. From the time they lost to Jacksonville, they went into that game three and one. They come out the other side before the bye week. Six and six. Six and six from three and one. Yeah, Eric, that's a great point. Eric, people were ready to fire their head coach. They were ready to fire their head coach. And then after the bye week, all they did, run the table. Beating Kansas City, Dallas, Miami. I'm not even going to throw the Chargers and New England in there because, bleh. 
And and that last, I mean, fourth quarter, amazing fourth quarter to to finally uh get win that division, get the two seed. So they're the two seed now. Yeah, what's up, poor Marie? Um, let's see. Actually, that's a good, that's a really good point. I should have checked to see if there was any more breaking news. Wink Martindale to resign as the Giants defensive coordinator. So there's that. Roger says the Jets need to flush the BS. Rivera fired. So no, Carroll plans to return to the Seahawks. Uh, Structure's key for Cousins and returning to the Vikings. Allen says he expects to return as the Saints head coach. We'll see. I'm not seeing any other um, any other firings right now. So, no, just the ones that I had listed earlier on the Black Friday slide. Rivera, Smith, um, yeah, that's it right now. Um, I've got Miami in the upset in the Peacock Bowl this weekend. That's a – I am so angry about that, okay? So angry about it. <laughs> Um. Oh, Flip said Steelers are my sleeper pick before the season. Okay. Okay. And I do agree with you, Joe Pro. Bills racing down the stretch. Could be dangerous. Could be scary. And they're the two seed. So you've got uh, Bills facing the Steelers, Chiefs and the Dolphins. And that's going to be a fun game. And Texans-Browns. Now, Couple things. Why is the NFL so determined to piss off its fan base by putting one of the best wild card weekend matchups, if not the best, at least in the AFC? You're going to take Chiefs and Dolphins and put it on Peacock? And now we can only watch the best AFC wildcard game if we have Peacock? Puppycock, I say. Oh, you watch your mouth, Labanac. Watch your mouth. It's the stupidest thing ever. It is the dumb. It's almost like the NFL is like, you know what we're tired of? Making money. So sick of that. I'm so tired of making money. And having success, let's make it more difficult for our fans to watch great games. Let's do that. That sounds like a good idea. Let's make it hard as hell to watch. Well, it's definitely the best playoff game of the wild card weekend. I'm looking at them all in the in, a, in the uh, in the AFC for sure. You got uh, Browns, Texans, the Steelers, Bills. Eh. Chiefs-Dolphins, by far the best matchup in the AFC. By the way, over in the NFC, your matchups are uh, Niners get the bye. You've got Cowboys-Packers. Eh. Oh, but Mike McCarthy and the Packers. Yeah, but it's Cowboys-Packers, okay? It's two versus seven. Eh. Lions-Rams. Now, this could be good, but nobody's like, what? It's going to be good. could be fun. Golf and, 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 uh, um, shit. Why am I, Matthew Stafford and what? Oh man, that's great. Bucks and Eagles. 
my God. Somebody has to win that game. Exactly, Perry. They should have put that shitty-ass Eagles-Bucks game on Peacock. Nobody wants to watch that bullshit. But no. They take the absolute best game and put it on a streaming network that I absolutely refuse to pay for. I'm not doing it. I pay for enough streaming bullshit as it is. I'm not doing it. I'm not. And you putting one really good wild card round game on Peacock is not going to make me run out and get it. In fact, now I'm just determined to not get it. You, I, I'll tell you right now, and I am not saying this just to be over the top. Y'all, they could put the Super Bowl on Peacock. I ain't paying for it. I just won't watch it. I'll bootleg that shit before I pay for a streaming service to watch that stupid ass. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And they're, they're, I don't know what they're doing. Like you do, it's kind of like when the UFC was like, ah, you can only watch these fights if you get ESPN plus. Guess what? I ain't watching them. I ain't watching them. I'm not paying for a streaming service that I'm only going to use during football weekend. Sorry, not doing it. They're going to do it again, by the way. Oh, they're going to do it again. Have no fear. Have no fear. What I hope is that this is the lowest rated, least watched playoff game in NFL history. That's what I hope. That's what I hope. There you go, Shock. Shock gets it. Stream East is for the people. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a bootleg thing or not. I don't condone it. I'm just saying. Hugh Dabson, I got three logins for 69. Eric, this is more for the Swifties debate. Well, that's a, probably a good call, Eric. That's a really good call. Really good call. Um, Free trials. That's true. You could do free trials, but then what if they put a, a next round up? Poor Marie said, LOL, Potch is a mod now. He's been a mod, bro. Potch has been a mod for pretty much ever. Ever. Um, Let's see. You get a ton of EPL games on Peak. I don't give a shit. And the office, I don't care. Clarence said wrestling fans already have Peacocks over so good. Whatever. Whatever. Don't care. Yeah, exactly. Poor Marine. Dark Web. Easy peasy. Uh, all right. So there's your that's your AFC lineups. And by the way, I'll just go ahead and 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 give it to you now. My picks. I'm gonna write them down. Go ahead. You can you can clip this if you want. I have it th- free through something else. My T-Mobile account, maybe. There you go. Yeah, like I get HBO Max free with my AT&T um, plan, right? But I wouldn't go out and pay for HBO Max. I ain't doing that. Also, uh, I'm broke as shit. So, uh, all right. So, give me Browns. Give me the Browns to advance at five. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Give me the Dolphins to advance at six. Damn you, Penn. And uh, give me the Bills at two. So that means your next round is Ravens, Dolphins, 
And uh, Bills, Browns. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Uh, so there you go. Now, in the NFC, let's see here. Here we go. NFC playoff picture. Obviously, Niners get a bye. You've got Cowboys, Packers, as I said. I'm going to go ahead and take the boys in that one. Give me the Cowboys. Uh, Lions, Rams, three versus six. I know the Rams are hot. They're like the the the, the Buffalo Bills of the NFC. Yeah. Defense is good, though. What worries me about the Lions is they seem to choke. They seem to choke a lot. And that's kind of why I'm like, man, I don't know. A lot of, you know, the the Rams have looked really good. Stafford's been there, done that. Rams defense has been there, done that. Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, I just like saying his name out loud. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to shock the world. Am I going 5-6-2 on both sides? I'll give me the Lions. I'm going to go Lions. I think that's a stupid pick. I don't even know what the Laminator 5000 says yet. My my heart is telling me um, Rams, but my head is telling me Lions. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm going to go Eagles over there. Um... I'm going to take the Eagles at five. So that would mean if I'm right, I'm going two, three, five. Tony's going five, three, seven. Okay. You're going Eagles, Lions, Packers. That's dumb. So if that's the case, we get Niners, Eagles, and uh, Cowboys, Lions. Okay. I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. Better D, no homo. Mm, okay. So there you go. NFC is kind of whack, if we're being honest. The NFC playoff picture, really whack. AFC's got some fun to it. AFC's got some stank on it. AFC playoff picture got some stank on it. The worst team in the AFC playoffs is the Steelers, by far. There's like a bunch of good teams and the Steelers. Can't really say that about the NFC. There's like two and a half good teams. Maybe. Maybe one. If you don't believe in the Lions or the Cowboys, what does the NFC have? It's ugly. All right, Chris is calling his shot. He's saying 265. So he's going Cowboys, Rams, Eagles. In the uh, NFC, and he's going uh, Bills. Oh, he's going Texans. Okay, he's going Bills, Dolphins, Texans. All right. I don't know. NFC is looking rough. There you go. I wrote it down. I'll I'll put them out there somewhere. Those are my picks uh, for the uh, for the. Uh, <clears throat> playoff games all right let's get to the fantasy before we get out of here all right oh shock called it 437 afc i'm writing that down shockadopolis shock four three seven okay okay afc all right i just can't get over the last few years of flacco no matter what he's done this year oh uh, fair enough fair enough 
Shaq's going four threes. Oh no, I already got that one. Oh, he's going four three seven in us. So Jacques just going four three seven. Tanya goes at Browns, Chiefs, Bills. Okay. You got the Chiefs over the Dolphins, do you, Titan Hugo? I would bet Barry's picks before these stupid picks on the chat. <laughs> well, now hold up before you before you before you put all your faith in me. And I appreciate that. Let's take a look what the Laminator 5000 did to, to run out the clock in the season. Tony went 462. Okay. Which would be Texans, Dolphins, Bills. All right. Uh, this is the Laminator 5000 results for the year. Laminator 5000 shit the bed. The final week of the season went 6 and 10. Uh, didn't have a good run down the stretch, right? 8 and 5, 9 and 5, had a 3 and 10. Kind of some floundering around 500 after a super hot start. Um, Boy, it just got bad. <laughs> Ended up going 92, 94, and 6 for 49.46%. Me, I went, I, I kind of redeemed myself last week of the season. I went 86, 85, and 5, just over 50%. So I lost a little bit, um, but let's see. Like this, we'll compare this to last year. Last year was a really good year for the Laminator 5,000. Let's see, where's gambling? Uh, past Laminator 5,000s. 2022 Laminator 5,000, there it goes. 2022, the Laminator 5,000 went 55.5%. I went 55.75%. And the over-unders was whack at 50.26. This year, over-unders that we hit at 61% of the time. And that includes an 8-7 and seven finish. Over-unders, really good this year. 61.7% of the time, we were right. That's crazy good. Like, that's phenomenally good. 61%. You know how much money that makes? That's wild how much money that makes. It started off 13 and 3, 11 and 3, 12 and 2. Had that nasty week seven that everybody took a bath on. It kind of redeemed itself down the stretch. After that, had uh, three losing weeks. Not bad. Not bad at all. So I beat the spreadsheet barely. We both are usually pretty close. And then there's those uh, variances that I always talk about that I show you guys. Those didn't do great last year, but the over-under variance did pretty good. Against the spread variance was awful. This year, it really redeemed itself, both of them. If you'd have just played the variances each week, you would have made money. So, there you go. Uh, and yes, I will do a Laminator 5000 for the playoffs. We'll do that as well, and I'll I'll run through those, but just not this week. Because... Uh, before we get out of here, I want to get to your fantasy matchups and your fantasy champions of the world, Craig. Congratulations to the winners of each of the four Barry on Deck Fantasy Leagues. I totally forgot what the prizes were. I'll have to go back and look. But whatever it was, you'll get that. Let me, let me pull up the Discord. I want to say it was like money. I still owe Perry his shirt from last year, and he still hasn't gotten it because I'm a terrible person, okay? Um, I don't. In fact, I think because of that, I didn't even do a shirt this year. I got to go back and look. It was money and Amazon gift cards and something else. 
Um, it was a lot of money. Shut up, CC. It wasn't a lot of money because I don't have a lot. Uh, handshake and a bottle of lube. No. Let's see. Um, uh, gosh, I got to go way back. Way, way back. Shit, when did it start? That's November. Yeah, I'm about to go way on back. Anyways. Um, Perry said I wasn't going to bring it up. I It's still on my list. Still first place is $20,000. Yeah, and Bitcoin maybe. I don't know. Um, I'll find it. I'll find it. I want to say it was like $50 cash and a $50 Amazon gift card. I think. And then like a trophy. We got to order the trophies, Jen. Three uh, third place autograph pick by Barry. No. All right. So let's get to it. Here are your winners. It was either a $100 cash prize and a $50 Amazon gift card or something like that. I don't remember what. It was cash. It was gift cards. It was cool. So, winner of League One. Punch! This was a tight one going into the final week of the season championship. Uh, I mean, it was nut-cutting time. It was close after uh, last week. In fact, this was our game of the week for the Barry on Deck Pick'em Challenge as well, where you guys put up your money. You had to pick a winner each week. And uh, <laughs> Steven said the prize was the friends we made. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Barry said, keep the shirt. Give me 20000 in Bitcoin. Uh, but Potch, your champion, the number two seed, knocking off total Dallas and a close one. This was the closest match by far of any of these. Potch ends up winning League One with a final score of 244.78 to 236.68. Yeah, Potch said losing A.J. Brown made it real close. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It did indeed. Um, uh, Excuse me. So there you go. Potch beats total Dallas 244 to 238. And for those of you that were in the Barry on Deck Pick'em results, there it is. There's the finals. That was our last, uh, that was our last Pick'em of the year. Mark G, sir. Congratulations, Mark. Mark wins $89.25. By the way, can we all give it up for Jen for coming up with this cool-ass idea? Jen had the great idea that um, we should allow people that aren't playing fantasy or maybe didn't get in or just want to have some more fun with fantasy each week to to gamble on the Barry on Deck Fantasy Leagues. So she came up with the idea that they should be able to gamble on uh, the matchups. And then that's when we started doing our, our matchup of the week. Each week, you guys picked. Everybody put in $20. Everybody put in 20 bucks. $2 from every person went into the pool, the winner's pool. So it started with $24 in it. Every week, if you pick the right team, you kept a dollar of your 18 bucks. If you picked the wrong team or didn't pick at all, you lost a dollar, and it went into the winner's pool. So that means we went from $24 to $119 total. 
Really cool. And uh, first place got 75%. Second place got the other 25%. So in this case, congratulations to Mark G. He gets $89.25. And Lil Uzi came in second. Oh, it was going to be close. It was between Uzi and Donna for second place. And Donna ended up taking um, Total Dallas, as a lot of us did. In fact, in fact, only Mark and Uzi went with Potch. That was it. And that was the deciding factor in the whole thing. Mark and Uzi go with Potch. And uh, there you go. And there's your winner. So Mark wins $89.25. Potch, or excuse me, Uzi wins $29.75. And, and as part of that, uh, let's see, Barry on deck. Show stuff. Where's the pickums at? Fantasy foosball pickle pool. All right, I have the the amount of money that each of you is getting back. Um, so this is the money that'll be returned to you out of your twenty dollars that you put up. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up here. Yeah. It's right there. So Sylvia's getting back $11 out of her 20. Uh, Alex Villanueva's getting back $12. Jared's getting back $10. Uzi's getting back $14 plus his winnings of $29.75. Uh, Donna's getting back $13. Um, Mark G's getting back $15 plus his $89.25. Ty Hugo's getting back $9. Robert Lex Beer's get, returning $5. Jeff Bell's five bucks, Josh seven, and then me and Katie are each getting $10 back from all the money we put up. So there you go. Everybody put up 20 bucks, uh, which was what? Um, there was 12 of us. So $240 was put up, and that's the money. We're returning 121 of it. So there you go. Good times. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And once again, one more time, shout out to Jen for the fantastic idea. Uh, to let you guys gamble on the, the the fantasy teams for Barry on Deck. All right, let's roll through the rest of this and let's get out of here. Uh, League 2, congratulations. Congratulations are in order for Clarence, who ends up pulling out the victory. 231 to 221. Oh, so very close. In fact, our second closest matchup, a mere 10 points separating Clarence and Dandy Dan. And yet Clarence was a juggernaut most of the year. Ends up four seed winning the league. So congratulations to Clarence. Good job, buddy. Uh, over in League 3. Why does that say League 2? Did I do that twice? Some of a bitch. I really did that twice. Hold on. Let me go to Canva and see where I screwed up. Damn it. We was rolling, too. Oh, no. Did I just add it wrong? I think I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I just added it wrong. Uh, What number is that? 143. Cool. I was like, shit, did I not download it? I did. All right, here you go. League three was an absolute ass whooping. Demolishing. Throbby's Thrashers was team sheep. Black Sheep had a juggernaut of a team. Highest point total of the year. Um, I dare I say black sheep had the best fantasy team of anybody playing fantasy football. We had 40 people sign up and play black sheeps was killing it all year. 
306 points total in the finals. Throbby Thrashers couldn't get it done. Uh, 105 points separating these two teams. So there you go. Uh, Black Sheep beats Heartthrob to win League 3. Good job, buddy. And uh, finally, League 4. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut off. Short. Cece! Yo, Cece with a hundo over Jeff Bell. Cece puts up 100 more than Jeff Bell. 271 to 170. The pores have it. Cece wins. I love you to death, Jeff Bell, but it was not going to happen. Cece was a juggernaut. Jeff had a ton of injuries, much like his Broncos. Unable to pull it off, but he was game, and he did his best. And in the end, his best was not good enough. He knew it was over. Did Jeff set a lineup? He actually don't think he did. But he knew it was over. He wasn't going to catch CC. So CC wins. So congratulations. Congratulations to all of our Barry on Deck Fantasy Champions, Matt Poche, Clarence Marshall, Black Sheep, and uh, CC. Love you guys. Congrats to all of you. Well done indeed, and congrats to Mark G for winning the Barry on Deck Pick on the Challenge. All right. That's it. Got it in. Didn't think I'd get it in, did you? I always tease you with fantasy results. <clears throat> and then I don't do it and make you wait another day. Not today, folks. Thank you, Reyes. I appreciate you, buddy. Um, thank you, Flip. All right. That's it. Didn't even talk about the natty. Didn't even get a chance. I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit last week. I'm on the fence back and forth. I think I'm settling with Michigan. Washington just has been winning too close. Spread is six. Uh, I'll take Washington in the six. I'll take Michigan on the money. There you go. There you go. Uh, thank you, Uriel. Thank you to everybody that tuned in, man. Got some old school names showing back up again. Or Marine and others. And uh, had some new, new names or fresh names popping in, including uh, Lemonade Alley. So appreciate you guys. Cisco, I love you, buddy. Oh, savoring video in the Discord. Nice. All right, I love you guys. Enjoy the national championship. I know I will. And I will see you guys tomorrow at 2 o'clock-ish for another episode of Barry on Deck. Thank you so much for being here. Until I see you tomorrow, do me three favors. Be safe. Be kind. And most importantly, love each other. And I will see y'all tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Making a YouTube video!